let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Welcome to Opinions, and this isn't just the normal show, this is Opinions 100, isn't it? Right. It's, it's there, we've made it. We're, uh, we're very excited about this, aren't we? Yes, uh, We've got a great show ahead of us, but we're not alone. Uh, we are joined today by um, guest host, uh, bar manager of our spiritual home, the, the, the Vic Inn in Colchester, uh, Rich Taylor. Rich, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon, Steve. Good afternoon, great, mate. great to have you back on um, with us and great to be recalled in here, uh, as I say, our spiritual home. Definitely. Um, so today is going to be a bit of a look back over the past 100 episodes. You were going to say episodes. I was going to say episodes. <laughs> I'm going to put H in front, front of everything. everything. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to take a little bit of a look back. We're going to look back at uh, a various few things. And, and while we're doing that, we've decided that we're going to do... Uh, well, it's certainly going to start off as a vertical tasting. Could well be horizontal by the end of it. It is, yeah. So we are drinking uh, Fuller's Vintage Ale, uh, one bottle from each year that... Beer O'Clock Show has been running. Yeah, so although we're doing 100, we're focusing very much on opinions and the 100th episode of that, we've decided to go right back to the beginning, to the Steve's Beer Journey in 2012 with the Beer O'Clock Show with Mark. So we will go from 2019 right through till 2012. Yeah. Fuller's Vintage Ales. And we're doing it in reverse as well, aren't we? So we're starting with the freshest beer. Which is what we did with Jezza for the Still Nat tasting, yes, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And that was the first time I'd thought about it in those terms and it actually really worked that evening didn't it it does it well, makes it, sense to do it that it, way it, it it worked in so much as it was pretty horizontal by the end of it for <laughs> certain and and there's the risk of that again right now isn't <laughs> there's it? A, there is a cipher over there. <laughs> i mean that's the thing though isn't it you, you do run that risk a little bit because it's it's great doing the fresh one first and then and then we'll do the oldest one at the end but you do run the risk of really not appreciating that oldest one because of everything else that would have gone before at the time we get there. Fortunately, because we have got our guest host Rich today with us, we are splitting the 500ml bottles three ways. We, we are, and we've got plenty of water, and, and for the listeners that are fans of us eating, there's cheese as well. <laughs> and grapes. And grapes. <laughs> cheese and grapes. But we, we will do our best to not eat right down the microphone if we do start tucking into that. Well, maybe around the 2013 yeah. mark. <laughs> it, it, yeah, the wheels <laughs> might start coming off about there. So, first beer is in the glass. Yep. We, we've got the uh, the 2019 in, in the glass. So, let's, let's get into this. Cheers. Cheers. Which of you guys have already had the 2019 this year, Steve? I've, I've yeah, had so it put your hand up. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That. <laughs> Actually, yeah. that's true. Steve literally put his hand up. Yes, yeah, so I've, I've, I've had I've had this one. So already. we all because I've had this as well. I had it in uh, November, I think. I believe I had it on cask at the LCBF. I believe they usually have it at LCBF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's normally my first visit when I go there. Mm-hmm. I did. I had it on Christmas Day, and, yep, and I year. treated myself to a bottle when I when I finally moved into my new place just before Christmas as well. That was kind yeah. of the first beer that I had of being in the new place. I think I had this because my friend Carl, who also listens to the show, so hello Carl. I think we had this at yours, mate, when uh, we'd been out for the day in Hadley and had a couple of drinks afterwards watching the football. So yeah. It does taste young and fresh, though, doesn't mm. it? That's that's what this one especially. That's how I've rated it this year. Really, I, I think it's got a long way to go. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice, but you know, normally, my 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 recent memory tells me that you can always pick out certain things, like whether that be some like fresh raisins or some stone fruits and stuff. This one feels like it's 
all dialed down currently. Yeah. Lovely carbonation on this one, though. It's, it is. It's, it's, it's lovely and zingy. Yeah. Is, isn't it? There, there is. There's some real. Um, oh yeah. Some real kind of citrusy notes in there. It's almost, actually quite that, light fruit, light yeah. fruit, rather than more that Christmas cake pudding kind of yeah. feel that you often get with these beers and this Ilka beer. This one just actually feels really light. I'm not even sure I'd better pick it out as a full as vintage to start off with. I, I yeah. There's there's nothing really highlighting it as such. No. At the moment, and, and this will be interesting because one of the things that we do with the show is every end of year we always revisit the previous year's yep. vintage, don't we? Which we didn't do this year because obviously we knew we was doing we, we were today. Off, were we? um, so it'll be interesting to to revisit this uh, at the end of 2020 to see if if just in that year how far it's come on. Um, well, that, that as well. I mean, obviously, and this is of the first one since. Fuller's are no longer a family Fullers. independent yeah. brewery. Hasn't got the, the signature on it from the head brewer. So, you know, the world has moved on. Fuller's have moved on. So it'll be interesting to see if this does develop as well as we feel the other ones have done in the past yeah, as well. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an interesting interesting observation to make there. So, I mean, th- this one says uh, they've used the New Zealand Waiti Hop to bring the mandarin, lemon and lime. So, yeah, very much so... Oh, Bit more fruity, yeah. yeah. So very much those uh, fresh citrusy fruits, the New World kind of fruits. Mm -hmm. You'd almost get some of those notes from like uh, you know some of the New Zealand wines and stuff as well. Yeah. And it'll be interesting as we go through because each each one is a slightly different recipe, isn't it? It's a slightly different variation of hops and malts. And uh, I think they always said that they've chosen the ones which Fuller's felt had shined for them during the year. Yeah. And then they use that to, to brew that year's vintage. So unlike when we did the Still an Act episode where we saved a little bit of the previous beer and compared it to the next one, we're not going to do that because each of these beers is actually very different yeah. from the one before it. Where's the Still an Act? But it was a really good education, that Still an Act episode. Oh, absolutely, by, yeah. By, by holding a little bit back and then drinking the next one, trying the other one again, You because it is the same beer just a different age yeah there was some real variation it was it was great to see what aging actually does to a bit yeah see how it changes have you noticed Jez back over in Belgium again I know (laughs) I know I've almost felt like I've had to mute him again for the weekend I was thinking about doing that (laughs) it's bad enough he talks and then he puts pictures on him I know I know showing you the board as well all of the things that he's got to drink Rodenback Nitro I know what is all that about (laughs) seriously yeah well, maybe we'll have to ask Jesse. We'll get him back on again. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm, Actually, I'm sure he'd be willing. to. That would be a good away day show. What finding his secret beer bunker? Oh yeah, that <laughs> as well. It's <laughs> without without Jesse. Go, go to Bruges with him. Ah, oh, that would be incredible. Recording on location. Yeah, yeah. With all the places that he goes to. So while we're enjoying this uh, 2019 and working our way through this, um, let's have a little look back in in terms of because this is first kind of show that we've done since the end of year show. Yeah. We we did the the howling hops. That was like that was adventure. like last decade. Yeah, <laughs> sounds so long ago. Um, so I thought it'd be good if we just took a bit of a look back in terms of obviously Christmas is a time when you generally tend to get a few of your beers out of your cellar. You you splash out a little bit on your beers thought it'd be good to have a little look back on the beers that we've enjoyed since that end of year show in, in yeah, 2019 good idea then um, well shall I shall I kick off you yeah, yeah jump in um, well one big highlight for me was I went over to uh, Wesselton in mid Suffolk a but a few miles away from Southwold and raised uh, literally raised my hand to check with brother-in-law and father-in-law do you mind if I go down to the local pub please <laughs> which is an Adnams pub and have a pint of ghost ship on cask on Christmas Day. 
and uh, so me and Michelle did the pub I haven't been to a pub on Christmas day for probably about, for about 20 years and it had one of these lo- it was just a lovely atmosphere the, the, the couple who have taken over um, are doing really well by the sounds of it I hadn't met them before place was buzzing nicely it was busy but not packed everyone was very friendly and yes yeah, so on Christmas day I was there with a pint of ghost ship cask it was fantastic loved it very much in your happy place definitely very yeah. much in my happy place yes um, but one of the other things uh, over Christmas um, I did do like a lot of people 12 beers of Christmas uh, and revisited an old an old favourite the Tempest Project Heavy Lord from Beavertown oh how's that taste then fantastic still yeah. I mean I didn't I can't say I noticed any discernible difference between when I'd had it a couple of previous times that I'd had it but it, what I would say is it still tasted fantastic and had it as the last of the 12 beers of Christmas it was still wonderful still thick viscous you know it's just got low it's almost like tar when it's in the glass and when you're drinking it stuff. but it's it does taste delicious and it really is very very good um I had I did the Cannibal Run over Christmas. That was that was a Christmas period. What what, what, what were your thoughts on that this year? Because we 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 didn't really get a chance to no, talk about no, it. No, we didn't this year. year. The way it fell didn't fall in the right place for yeah. any of the shows, did it? Um, actually, um, I really enjoyed all of them. I will say. Um, I I know that you weren't too much of a fan of the Neo Human Steve, but yeah, I'm I'm done with drinking yeah. that one. In I, I did this. There's it. just no point to it. For I me. did yeah. I did enjoy it because I wasn't. I didn't get some of that uh, savoury notes. I didn't get some of that that hot burn that you can get with those kind of beers. Um, for the second year running, my favourite of the trad cannibal run uh, was the human cannibal, the uh, you know the one which sits at nine point two percent. I think the one which you say is the uncomfortable middle child. <laughs> it, it still is for me. <laughs> it, again this year, it still was for yeah. me. Yeah, I, 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 I don't understand what that is. But for the second year, that was that was definitely my favourite. But I thought I actually thought um, human cannibal and unhuman cannibal were really really good. You know. There's been obviously a lot of chat this year. It was so much later in the year. We were talking about it. Will they even do it? Whether there's other things going on, I don't know. But the, I thought they were, they smashed it with those two this year. I thought they were really on top form. I thought I thought Unhuman was incredible this year. I thought it was it was dialed in perfectly in terms of its drinkability and almost to the point where you could drink that and and not even realise it was 11%. Oh, it, it was a favourite of my Easily. Four. Oh, yeah, I mean, we're, I mean, we're talking margins between like, human and unhuman for yeah. me, but the unhuman, bearing in mind, another couple of percent on there as well. You, if you haven't done them before and you were just doing it first time, I don't know if you'd pick it out as 11. Because I think it was nicely mm. dialed down, nicely balanced, tasted really good. And yeah, 500 can. Because the first round I did, Michelle wasn't feeling well, and she said, do it yourself. So I had a really good Sunday. I had to admit it when I did it. So I had three 500 milliliter cans, and it does always look odd when they don't bring out. They should bring out a special cannon. I, I did. I, I think I even tweeted this year and said, <laughs> oh, it's, it's killing my OCD." Well, he's one year. Well, you just do a 500 mil yeah, cannonball. Just go with those other two. You've cans. got the cans. That's yeah, it. do you've it. You've got the beer. Yeah, sure. He's just filling it up. That's why I don't take pictures of them. It's... Yeah, but you know, I've got to take pictures of the cannibal run. You have to, um, yeah, otherwise it never happened. There's and, no uh, picture and it's not untapped, it never happened. It didn't exist. It means that I didn't even consume the calories, um, which would have been really handy at Christmas, to be uh, honest. Christmas time, it's, yeah. Uh, so a couple of other ones, so Bison from Fallbridge. Oh, the, uh, the the new West Coast. The American IPA, yeah. really enjoyed that actually, really enjoyed it. Again, not even trying to compare it to anything else, but it was just, it just felt like a beer 
from five years ago. The drinkability on that was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we'd got some already through Beer Central, and then one one turned up in the box. Michelle got me from Formbridge as well, and plus they gifted us some as well. That was it. St Petersburg. Yeah, so thank you very much, Formbridge. And again, saying that Formbridge do very well with a lot of their beers, the drinkability, balance. But yeah, it's what I would look for in that kind of beer. So if I turned up in a one of their new bars and it was on cask or keg, I would absolutely love that. It'd probably damage me at six point nine percent, to be fair. But you'd be because you'd be tempted to be drinking that by the pint as well, wouldn't you? You'd be very tempted. Yeah, be very tempted. Um, and finally, one of the other twelve beers of Christmas, uh, we had bring out the imp from Alchemy Brewing Limited. Yes, I've had that. And this was the Coates de Rhone cask version. This has been in the cellar for a while now, and we, me and Michelle, just went for our three thirties one particular shelf because it was getting a bit heavy laden with beers we were saving for special occasion. That became the 12 beers of Christmas. Um, so I've had it once, 4.2, using, sorry, the new untapped oh, scale. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. That, but that's, no. up, that's two, we can't do that now. <laughs> yeah. uh, sweet dark chocolate with a hint of red wine, absolutely delicious, really drinkable, very tasty. And I, I can't even remember how long I've had it for, but it was, however long I've had it, it was definitely worth the wait. So, those are my beery highlights. Excellent, some great beers in there. Yeah, I mean, there's some, a real some mix. Fantastic I mean, to beers, honest, yeah. probably were other ones, but you know, we're talking the highlights. Those are the ones which stand out now as, yeah. as my ones. Rich, what about yourself, mate? What what, what did you enjoy over Christmas? Because obviously, for you, being a bar <laughs> manager and working in the trade, Christmas is a it's, fairly busy period. It was anyway. a, it was a good good Christmas for the pub this year. Yeah, um, lots of fun was had. Lots of beer went through the taps. Um, what about for you? <laughs> I had quite a boozy December to be honest with you but um, it was good again some of my standouts um, the Cannonball Run I didn't do all of them in a row um, again for me the Neo is is a no-go um, the Unhuman was the highlight for me um, I fell back in love with Neon Raptor again I, I sort of fell out of love because all they were doing was Every sort of release was a New England IPA, um, and that's, that's all there is now. Isn't it? <laughs> no, no, because um, Caroline bought me some beer for Christmas. What else do you buy a, a guy that loves beer for Christmas? Um, and they had some some New England pale ales, and um, what are they like? So they're, they're good. They're not more, as is that a bit more dialed down. On they're the, lighter. The, the thickness. You the don't body. get the thickness and that that sugary sort of flavours to it. Because um, Neil Rats were definitely flavour of the month for a couple of years back, weren't they? They were churning out some yeah. really good beers. People were really talking about them. And I know you said you fell out, but they, it all went quiet. Yeah, um, they they released a couple of dark beers recently as well, and I had the Forbidden Wizard, which was a I believe a fourteen percent. Coffee and chocolate imperial stout, are amazing. You know their their dark beers are um, up there with the best, in my opinion. Um, if you ever see them, try them. We also did a, a, a Victoria in bottle share just after Christmas, um, which was surprising to me. I asked the, the guys and girls that turned up. I said, "Do you want one after Christmas?" and uh, they all looked at me quite strangely as to think, well, of course. Why are you asking? <laughs> why, why is, you know, it's only three days after Christmas. Why would we not want to drink more beer? Um, a few standouts from there. We had, um, I think this is how you say it, Distrouse Brewery. Destroys. Destroys from Belgium. A Black Damnation 23, Russian Imperial Stout, which was 
already was, you got my interest. It was yeah. beautiful. It was thick. It was almost like uh, licorice Um It was just everything you want at Christmas time. We had a couple of um, special beers from Golden Drac. They did some winter releases. They They're were, also Belgium as well, aren't they? They are Belgium. Yeah. Um, and another brewery that I rate very highly for their dark beers is Pahala. They did a one called Winter Banger. Um, it was just, it was just like Christmas cake. And again, if you weren't sick of Christmas cake, um, to be honest, I don't actually eat Christmas cake just, generally, but I do quite happily drink it. Yes, yeah, in yeah. the form of beer. And Pahala, I would agree with you. I think their dark beers they're, are fantastic. Oh, I, I think they, they they are churning out some incredible beers yeah. at the moment, and I don't think they get anywhere near enough of the recognition that they should get no. for what they do it was in, easily in one country. of the highlights at Stone I don't know if you were, when you were at Stone if you saw them on the bar I don't think I don't know I just concentrated on the Stone beers while I was there <laughs> yeah. I suppose like, maybe I'd just been there to stretch out my day a bit longer they'd have come to Pahala and I definitely mm. had them then as well so it's a good chat it sounds like a good bottle share and, oh yeah. it was it was a very good one um, and finish off um, and this was my beer of the year um, the Amundsen Glazed and Confused 13.5% double donut stout. Cool, that sounds sweet and sticky. It was sweet and sticky. It was just amazing. You, you just had so many flavours come through. It was, it was marshmallow, caramel, a little bit of coconut. It was just, you know, for 13.5%, I could have I sat here and, and drunk quite a few of those. Really? Oh. I mean, it sounds... It sounds like a lot going on in that beer. Yeah, but it was so easily drinkable. Um, Have you got a sweet tooth? Fairly, fairly. We we went through December period putting on some double-digit ABV beers, um, and they fly out here. For some reason, the customers love them. We had a, a we we had that one on. We had a, a ten percent cookie stout. We had uh, oh just crazy stouts, and they they love them. Um, but that yeah, for me that was my beer of the year. Um, See, I've, I've had the can of that, and, yeah. and it took me an entire evening to drink one can of it. It was a four, four forty mil can, and it, it was lovely. It was it was thick. It had all those sweet flavours, and it was a it was a beer that if 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 there was ever a beer designed for sipping, it was that. And and it did take me the entire course of a Sunday evening to drink. Like that I, I, I can it. imagine. I, I think it probably would for me because I probably got, I would venture probably less of a sweet tooth than you two, although you know I'm not. I am partial to a to a, a, a traditional jam donut, um, but it does. It sounds like an amazing beer, but it does sound like a beer I would start off by a third, probably. Yeah. Oh, well, only halves and thirds. No, no pints of that stuff. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. That sounds like a pretty good rate. So that was that was a few of my my standouts for Christmas. Um, there were plenty more drunk, but uh, excellent. What about yourself, Steve? Well, pretty much like like you said, quite quite a few of my selections here are, are going to have come from my twelve beers of Christmas selection. Um, the one the one that didn't, and and probably the one that sits on its own, was a was a West Coast IPA that, that I picked up, and it was called Bag of Bones, and it was a three way collab um, again by the aforementioned Pahala. They were involved in it, and it's the first time I've ever had one of their lighter beers, right? Because they they excel at porters and stouts. I've never really tried anything light from them, but the um, the guys on Men Behaving Badly tried this one uh, a few months yeah. back after their Indie Man visit, and I was intrigued. And when I was in Two Brews recently, um, Paul had it in, so I picked one up. So it's a three-way collab on, of a West Coast IPA between Parlour, Bagby from the, the West Coast in the States, yeah. and Boneyard. Was Bagby the one who did the... 
Cloud Cloud Report, Report, yeah. collaboration when they started going west coast again. Yeah, and a brewery called Boneyard, who uh, are the brewery that were responsible for putting me on my ass when I went to the <laughs> Mikella beer celebration in Copenhagen. Because <laughs> um, Andy Parker said, There's a brewery you have to try, you're drinking that first. Yeah. And it was a triple IPA, and that was the start of the brewery. 20 minutes later. Yeah. Yeah. So, three way collab between them, and in terms of it was about 8.5%, in terms of being west coast in its style, it ticked every single box. It was resinous, it was full of piney notes. There was citrus in there. It was dry. There was a lasting bitter finish, and it was just incredible. And and in a it, during a period of time where I was drinking almost exclusively dark beers, it was like an absolute ray of light. I was going to say probably really probably stood out even more because of that. Yeah, didn't it? probably really rose to the fore. Yeah, but that that so that was absolutely incredible. And like I say, all the rest all came from from my twelve beers of Christmas. So um, first one was uh, from Moore. Uh, Batalus Double Stout, which we were at the launch weekend of. When we did the Crimbo Crawl, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and we bought back some cans. Yeah. In the space of a year, that has improved in like 10 times. So was this just this? Cause they this was the straight up one. Straight up version. Just straight up Double Stout. Which I think we preferred at the time anyway, yeah. if I remember correctly. But it just, it, it developed so much more depth. There were chocolate notes in there. There were beautiful roasted bitter notes. Absolutely brilliant. Absolute, absolute cracker of a beer. That one was. Um, staying on the dark theme, um, I did the uh, Rain Shadow 2018 from Buxton Brewery. Oh, cool. Um, which I've yeah, held I back for, for a while. Um, tasting spot on in, in terms of um, how, how it's developed in a year. And it's first, for those two, it's the first time I've really gone down the route of aging cans. So it was a bit of an experiment for me as well to see whether the beers inside had really held up and that they had. Like they absolutely it's strange had. to say that because I've now there are a few cans and just you reminded me I've got one of the the more beers at home which we picked up then yeah and I'm thinking now what you've said I'm thinking oh, when do I need to open that myself now <laughs> tonight might be a good time tonight when I get home yes because that's what I'll need after all the bullets <laughs> um, so, so yeah that, those two on the on the darker side of things then for, for one of the nights on, 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 the, on my 12 beers of Christmas this year I actually found myself here in the Vic <laughs> and, and I said you know what I'm actually I'm actually going to go off piece and I'm going to have a beer from the pub as, as my, my beer of that day and I, I really didn't know what to have so I asked Rich to recommend me one and um, Rich recommended uh, uh, sour grapes and silly japes from Brew York, which was an imperial pastry sour. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, imperial pastry sour. Yes, not a phrase I thought would ever be uttered, and by you. No, but it, it, it was like drinking a fruit tart. It was it was lovely. It wasn't wasn't overly what, sour. What was the ABV? Uh, it's about eight percent, wasn't it? I, I eight, want to say. eight spot on. Yeah, um, it was just it was creamy and it was sweet, and then it just finished off with this light tartness at the end. And I, and I think just again um, in in terms of, of, of Brew York and what they're doing at the moment, they they are becoming absolute masters of of flavours. In, in their beers. And still making them drinkable and balanced. Oh yeah, oh, that, I, I could have gone in for a second one on, on that quite easily. And that was, again, 440ml can. I, I quite happily drank it and it was, it, and, and like I said, I would have gone in for another one as, as well. Oh, impressive. And that, so that counted as one of your hashtag 12 beers of Christmas. That counted as one of 12, yeah. And then the last two, uh, again, rather strange really coming from me both Belgian beers as, as well featuring in my 12 beers Christmas this year so one of them is a beer that I know you're not a fan of Martin uh, was the Vest Verlerton 12 
I well, just to, just to make sure that there's the caveat here. I think there are better in the same ilk, like the same Bernardus. I still think trumps it every time. Okay, so this one was about three years old, which which according to Jezza is is apparently when to drink them when they're at their absolute peak. But if Jezza wants to invite me to a vertical tasting of like <laughs> yeah, the last ten years, uh, his secret beer bunker, <laughs> I will I will force myself. Yeah, okay, be, be all over that. Uh, yeah, and it just tasting really good uh, again in terms of. Because uh, we, we've spoken before, I'm a fan of Belgian quads. I, I do like the yeah. quad, and that, this is a quad, and it was hitting all the right notes. It, again, it was chocolatey. There was there were some roasted hints coming through, and, and only like Belgian notes on the finish. Um, and, and then the last one was was a beer that was an absolute standout for me last year. It was an absolute revelation in terms of when I found it. Uh, enjoyed it first when I went to Brussels and Bruges earlier on the in the year, which was the uh, Avecles Bonzo. The the twenty eight ver- oh, yeah. twenty eighteen version of that had that on Christmas Day and it was just absolutely perfect. It was exactly what I wanted on Christmas Day. It was light. It was fizzy. It was just refreshing. It was just beautiful, really. So, so yeah, they they, they were my they were my my standout. So, so between the three of us, that's quite a variation of a uh, of beers there. From yeah. our beery festive highlights, really. Sounded like a good. Uh, Bear in mind that maybe ten years ago, your beery festi- festival highlight, beery festive highlights would have been maybe some of those dodgy Christmas-inspired yeah. cast beers and a few dark beers, maybe. And that's a real wide range, isn't it? It's brilliant. Some really, I, I mean, I have to admit, I've, I really enjoyed the, the twelve beers Christmas I had this year. And yeah, definitely, I did, definitely some I'll be looking out for from what you guys have said as well. So. Yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, you know, I know there's probably a top, for, for you as a bar manager, it must be like looking at uh, when you were a kid in a sweet shop, oh, all it's, the sweets, and one, but then wondering, okay, I might like it, will everyone else like it as well? That's that's the question, yeah, isn't it? There is yeah. a fine balance of, of getting it right, I suppose, yes. So while we've been going through that, we've, we've all finished our 2019 Fuller's Vintage. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on it? How, how we how we thinking? I mean, after we've, had, we, we've it? had it a little bit chilled. Um, I would say it's probably now starting to come up, but to room temperature, it's probably the lightest of the Fuller's Vintage ales I can remember having. Yeah, agree. Really lighter body, lighter touch, lighter aroma. Very much zingy, fresh. That eight and a half percent. It feels like about six at best because of that lightness. Um, maybe just a bit too drinkable for eight and a half percent. I don't know. I, th- I think that's the thing. Like the, the two times I've had it so far this year, I've drunk it pretty quickly. Yeah. And um, again, I don't think it's a beer that's designed for quick drinking. Generally not. Um, <laughs> you know, I think we've paced it quite nicely with the way we've we've been having it. But it'd be interesting how our thoughts develop as we get further into, as, into as, the as years we go further and, back yeah, into the past, back yeah. into back in back in time. Yeah, so you're going to pour the 2018 yep. now. While you're doing that, I'm going to go through some stats uh, over the last 100 episodes because you, you know I love doing this sort of you shit. You love stats. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. So, Steve's been doing spreadsheets and everything. Yeah, so here we go. So, so, so first up, it's probably fair to say that most people would have realised that this isn't actually the 100th podcast that you and I have recorded, mate. No. Um, a bit of poetic licence in, in, in terms of that. But in terms of numbered opinions episodes this this is number number 100 um it's also in terms of the beer o'clock show podcasts this is the 316th podcast that that we've done as as a brand since 2012 so looking back over the 100 episodes that we've recorded under the pure opinions brand we have done 422 unique beers in in that time across those episodes (laughs) um we have featured 
169 breweries. Really? Yeah. Wow. Would you like to take a guess at which brewery we have featured the most in that time? Ooh. So I've got a top three here, so I'll, I'll, I'll give you a point for any of the top three. Well, we did a whole chunk from Brew York recently. That's who I was going to say Brew York first. in third place? Brew York are in third place. They're, they're joint third place with Magic Rock, both on 12 beers. Okay. There are two breweries above them. Of uh, Thornbridge? No. Oh, because I know we've done a couple of specials to them in the past. Yeah. Uh, Beavertown? No. Poor blimey. Rich, do you want to take a guess? Before I reveal them, so, I was going to say Thornbridge, but no. Um, Come on, notes. I should know this. <laughs> yeah. No, go on. Okay, second place, twenty-one beers, Brewdog. That makes sense because we had the Advent Calendar. We've done yep. a few others. And and first place with twenty-two beers, and maybe somewhat swayed by today's recording, is Fuller's. Ah, because we've always done the end of year. We've done. Does that include the Pride's Old Owls as well? That include that does include the Old Owls, and it includes the Fullers and Friends. Oh, of course. Yes, we've done as, two lots of those as, as well. Yeah. Uh, um, we have done ninety nine different styles of beer, including sub styles within those ninety nine styles. So I don't think there are ninety nine styles of beer. Um, which which beer is the most? Is the style that we've featured the most? <laughs> do, do you think IPA? Yes, <laughs> fifty four times. Wait, I got it right. Um, <laughs> shortly followed by Palau, forty nine times, and then again, probably as a result of today's recording, Old Owls and Vintage Owls, twenty one times. Um, we've had thirty two different guests on in in that time. Different guests. Different oh, guests, okay. of which three now have been on for three times. So rich, yeah, yep, definitely. You sort, of, you sort of flagged that one by saying now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt, yeah, Matt Chinnery, Ruth, yeah. Those, those ah. are three. Although it's possible, it could be said that Matt's been on four times because because he did a bit appear in the background with with, with Ruth's last appearance. That's true as, as, as well. Very so. good way to serve. Oh, he was your butler, wasn't he? He yeah. was. He was right. very good. Was about, I'd recommend Matt as a butler for anyone. <laughs> um, we have done 175 polls in in that time. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to which we've had around 71,000 votes on those cool. polls, which is an average of 405 votes per poll. Good. Um, the most downloaded episode that we've released is uh, episode 85, which was the um, art episode that we did with Nick Dwyer from Beavertown, wow. um, which has been downloaded just, just under 1,400 times. Blimey. So that's, a, that's been a real popular show. Um, our pilot episode was on the 26th of August, 2016, which featured the Petrus beers, yep. um, where we played around with some, some blending. It was 45 minutes long, <laughs> back in the good old days. Um, it featured what was uh, our... Time stop. <laughs> it featured what was our old intro back then, when I didn't like doing the intro, so we didn't do an intro. Yep. We just found a way to kind of Enter slowly fade it in as, as we were having a conversation. And it featured a poll asking whether the Great British Beer Festival should feature exclusively British beer. Oh, that might have been inspired by me, because I had yeah. an article, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, which was 165 votes on that poll. Uh, 25% said yes, 75% and said no um, and the last little stat that I like maybe um, I should do it now post Brexit possibly yeah <laughs> um, was on Opinions 39 which was on the 3rd of August 2017 we officially retired the Prizeless Prize segment of the show you did. do you know who was the last winner of, of that last winner of Prizeless Prize 
Uh, Sparky Wright. I know. You know. <laughs> and there's, I think there's a reason why. I think I might have just ruined... Are Rich, you ruined one of Rich's questions? <laughs> one of the things we're going to do later on in this show is a quiz from Rich, and I think I might have just ruined one of his questions. <laughs> so go on then. You might as well let Rich answer go the question. The prizeless prize is currently with Justin Mason. It, it is indeed. Justin was the last ever recipient of the prizeless prize. Justin, I hope you're looking after that empty box. Retired on the 10th of August 2017, I believe. Oh, the 10th, 3rd of August. I've got. Oh. Is it the 3rd of August recording, the 10th of August release? Possibly. That's yeah. probably that, the that's difference. Where, that's where it may have, yeah. may have gone, gone different. So just, I, I, I love doing little things like that, <laughs> yeah. looking back over over what we've done. So, so, so yeah, I mean... Some cracking numbers in there. That's, that's great, <laughs> isn't it? It's, it's, when you look back and think, oh, we've, we've done 100 episodes, yay. And you look back and think, well, actually, realistically, we've probably done, with all the opinions on films, pod blasts, other little specials and things we've I done. I about 130 years. You and I, yeah, probably close to 120, 130 shows that we've done. That's pretty now, impressive. Now, so that is, that and is, the amount of people that have interacted in the in the polls. Absolutely, yeah, I mean that's, yeah. that's a huge number. Definitely. Massive, absolutely massive. Well, I think we should say cheers to that. Cheers to that. So this cheers. is Fuller's Vintage Ale 2018. 28. Ooh. Oh, that's Let's a see. bit more on the nose. Yeah. So right, I'm going to I'm going to go straight in now. Disclaimer. This is my most favourite vintage of all time. I knew you when were say when that. I first tried this last year, I smashed a five out on it, and I was like, I I think I'm going to break untapped with this in the future because I'm going to want to rate it at more than a five. So I'm quite excited to try this one, kind of eighteen months on. See so yeah, again. I, I haven't tried it since. Sorry to no go. Rich. No, you're right. Uh, November attempt 2018. So I had asked. this again at the on cask at LCBF. And in bottle on the fifth of August, eighteen. Which I think is roughly the because I think they usually try to release it for GBBF as well, so that's the same yes. week. Yeah. So that's the first opportunity usually to get hold of it, and the bottles come out a couple of months later, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've had this one. Uh, this is the vintage ale that I've had the most as well. I've had this one five times before today. It is beautiful. It's also. Just being a bit of a romantic, it's the beer that I drank oh. just after I asked Caroline to marry me. So what, I have one. What a way to celebrate! Ready oh, for yeah. our wedding day. Oh, cool! Oh. Nice. I can be romantic, see? Yeah, you <laughs> can yeah, do yeah, it. You can. Uh, she's, yeah. she's never going to listen to this. No, no, that, no. But well, you know, if we remember, we'll tell her that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's. It, 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 I, it, I don't know if it's my favourite, but I immediately fell in oh, love with it last year. When I first in 2018, when I first I said last year, then I 2018 when I first had it. Yeah, it was. I love this one. It's got some lovely, some lovely fruity notes. It's not quite as light as the 2019. wasn't quite as light even then when it first had it either. I think it put me in mind of boiled sweets straight away. Mm. Almost like old school boiled sweets. It's just and it's got a dryness at the end of it as well. It's it's also for me. It's got there's there's so much more body. Yeah. In this one, it feels a lot heavier than the 2019. Look, it looks in the glass as well. Yeah. It's, it's got a bit yeah. more of an orange hue about it as well. And I think maybe that's what probably put me in mind to like old fashioned boards with like the cough candy colours. Mm-hmm. But it does have a lovely lovely feel to it. Probably the only thing the 2019 here had is that zinginess to it. Bit, bit more spritzy. Yeah, and that's that's died off a little bit on this. I mean, my, my thoughts on this when I when I first checked it in and gave it a five, uh, November twenty eighteen. Um, dark fruit, citrus hints, sweet but crisp finish. Going to break untapped when the next check in of this one. Um, yeah, I, I love this one. It's 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 an absolute winner for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, and and this is you know, 
in hindsight, we now know the last one done by Fuller's before they got taken yeah. over as well. But was this was this not also the first one that With Georgina? was Georgina as head brewer and her signature yeah. on, on, on the back yeah. of it? Yeah. And I think, again... Passing of the if torch. This is, if this is the only one with a signature on it, it's not a damn bad one to have. It's a good one to no. have. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. While we're enjoying this, then one of the things we're going to do as, as part of this show is go back over um, what are our top ten polls of, of all time. So this is in terms of number of votes that, that some of our polls have had. Um, so we're, we're going to revisit those that made the top ten, and we're going to go ten up. So we're going to go in reverse order. Yeah, absolutely. So coming in at number ten, uh, and this was on this was twenty first of June, twenty eighteen. Um, we're all still going to drink Beavertown beer, right? I don't know what might have inspired that particular <laughs> question at, uh, at the time. I wonder. Um, summer, summer 2018, what did happen then? Yeah, I'm not the sure. first of many. <laughs> yeah. Um, 763 votes, uh, 66% of people saying yes. To, to this one um, I know we discussed this on a show before yep. and I know we were both very much yes yep. and I think on that show I, I may have not for the not for the last time used the phrase well if this means that I can drink Beavertown beer in Whitton brilliant <laughs> shock I can now drink Beavertown beer in Whitton so I'm, I'm a happy man um, so your, your thoughts are fairly similar my, my thoughts are still similar I, I still I still go for a Beavertown beer if I see it on and there's nothing else I, I want to drink I'll still reach for a can of neck oil or gamma ray if I, if I see it uh, and, and I'm looking for a chain beer that I know is going to do a particular job I'll, I'll go for it yeah I, I, I still quite enjoy Beavertown beers Rich I will still drink them if I see them um, we we don't stock them here um, for various reasons, but um, oh, but it refreshes the parts. Other beers can't. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> the specials they do, I'll still pick up if they're in a bottle shop that I happen to be in. Um, I think the last Beavertown beer I had was the new version of the Bloody L. Ah, oh, which has changed. Which, the the which, dialed down version. Yeah, yeah. But Which is, is a shame. I used to, you know, love it. But I mean, again, to give a bit of context to where you are in, in, in geographically in Colchester, you're not going to see Beaver Town on tap very often anyway. Not in many places. So unless you're no. going to, I mean, you could go to Tesco and, and buy it, but I guess you've got pretty good access to beer. Yes. At the bit here anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, for my part, I was fairly much the same as Steve. It was more not so much about where I was locally. It was more where I worked, and if some of the pubs near me which weren't doing many beers but I liked a lot of the time and it has come to pass Neck Oil and Gamma Ray appear in at least two of the pubs near work now so I've almost got like a default so when I first turn up I can almost say I'll add Beavertown please and the load be one or the other and almost almost don't care but they come back with the Gamma Ray or the Neck Oil and I'm still the same I drink I have Beavertown at home Beavertown gets bought for me I drink Beavertown when I'm out personally I haven't seen a step down in quality either. I was going to say, has since the buyout, have you seen any change in the quality if of... If anything, Neckoil, I think, on, on, on draft, is tasting spot on. Has, has got better, yeah. if, if, if anything, and consistent In fact, as well. it's made the... That's what I was going to say. It's made the pub I go to when I meet up with friends in Chenfield, which used yes. to have nothing. They overcharge for it, but sometimes I will happily pay the bit of the overcharge versus some of the brown twiggy beers they have on cask. Mm. Um, but 
and I do think they have really a bit like Camden Hills I think they've really nailed the neck oil yeah and, and that's the one that I can get in Whitton now is, is, is neck oil so and I, I think they charge just over a five or a pint for it which I kind of would expect to pay for that that's and, 4 and, pounds a pint yeah. yeah yeah I mean the pub in Shenfield I think they've gone a bit too high but I don't go there often enough to mention it the play, new place which is opened in Rayleigh again in Essex um, they're charging just under a five or a pint but again, it means then I can look at the local cask, have a few of those, okay. If nothing else appears on the keg range, I go, I'll have a pine neck, please. So it's almost like a job done. So my, my thoughts are pretty much the same as they were back in summer 2018. Quite a line there then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, next one then, coming in number nine. Uh, this was on the 31st of March 2019, so it's a quite a recent one, this. Uh, what makes you buy from a brewery for the first time? So, 776 votes on this one. Uh, four options, hype at 18%, beer style at 43%, branding at 15%, and other at 24%. Rich. Because you, you buy a lot of beers first time, both for the pub and for yourself. I was going to say, yeah, it, for, for the pub... Um, buying beer it can be quite difficult if you don't spend a bit of time researching the brewery I mean Untapped is a great tool because I can I can generally look at people's opinions on the brewery the beers that they release um, and I'll, I'll make a decision sort of from that but I'm also quite keen to give breweries a try at least once um, we've got a new brewery fairly local to us um, who have just started brewing and releasing their beers. They approached us, so we said, yeah, we'll, we'll take a couple of casks of your beer. Um, and they were, they were good beers. You know, yes, I'll get them again, but if they would have not been to the standard that we sell, um, maybe I wouldn't have got them again. Um, personally, my my purchasing sort of standards for for home again it's what people are saying about the beers what people are saying about the breweries so a combination of say social media yeah the stuff you get from people coming in yeah it's good all at two brews yeah combination it's, it's good that I can just sort of buy beers for the pub and then if they are good I'll keep that sort of in, in my memory type thing and say right ah, their beers were really good I'll I'll get some for home you know it's it, it, it bounces off each other so which one so if you were if we asked that question on on sun, the next Sunday which one would you vote for uh, all of them <laughs> I know so you can't, can't do that I know you can't vote for all <laughs> that's, of them that's why we, that's why we need that's why we should that's why we started getting rid of an, the, a, with, a with, option with the other yeah <laughs> lose the other um I think social media is is key for us when it comes to buying beer because people are brutally honest when it comes to beer. If it's a bad beer, you will know about it. That's, I mean, that's a valid point, actually. And when it's a good beer, everybody buys it. So you can sort of see that way. I think it's really interesting to hear that, you, that point of view from someone who's a purchaser as, as a, for the pub as well as for yourself. Uh, I mean, for me, it's definitely the beer style. If I see West Coast IPA come up on someone's feed or a new beer release, I'm going, ooh, I'm interested now, you've got my attention. Yeah. So for me, it'll always, always, always be beer style, first first and foremost. 
and that hasn't changed. I, I think I think I might be leaning more towards that now. I think when we might have had this original discussion, I might have been in the other in terms of going for maybe a recommendation from a friend or a trusted source of there's this new brewery, I think you should try their beers because they're really good. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past me to, to go with other as well. I mean, hype and branding probably don't really hit me these days. Um, and branding, I don't know if it ever has. Um, um, I think hype I actively swerve away from these days. Yeah, uh, but then again, most a lot of the hype surrounds beer styles that we're not that fussed about. Um, but the other, yeah, I mean, I, you know, someone recommended something who I know, like trust, etc., probably would go for it but yeah probably probably the beer style would lead for me now but even though it's only 10 months ago I'm not really sure what I said then <laughs> you without going back and listening to the episodes it's, it's, it's quite difficult <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 I knew yeah, we'd yeah. do a thing like that yeah, yeah. who would <laughs> Sean what did I Sean what did I, what did I say on the 31st of March <laughs> oh, you, you know he's going to tell you now <laughs> yeah you, you know that absolutely uh, okay next one coming in at number 8 uh, this was on the 7th October 2018 do you care about the temperature of your beer 794 votes 96% of people said yes 4% of people said no I'm still fucking shocked. Who are those four? Who are the four percent that said no? no but seriously, who, who doesn't care about the temperature of the beer? I mean, yeah, I'm not talking about it has to be exact, but surely people care about the temperature. It's if, an integral part of serving beer. Yeah, the 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 temperature of if a if a if a stout or a porter is too cold, you lose all the flavours. You want it. I always say room temperature. People will argue that you need it a little bit colder, but I, I would argue that with most drinks. To be honest, most alcoholic drinks, whether that be a, a wine, a brandy, a whiskey, a beer, the temperature does matter. The temperature of storage, the the, the temperature of it you serve it at. But definitely, the, if we're talking about beers specifically, the temperature you have you're dispensing it at. Of, of course, yeah. it does. Because and, and that's been a major consideration of ours in terms of this show today. Because we want to make sure that we're, we're drinking these beers at their optimal temperature. So we're, we're, we've had them in the fridge, but um, the, the plan was to, to bring them out kind of a couple at a time. But the yeah. one that we're recording in is quite cold. So we're now actually sat here with all of the beers in front <laughs> yeah. of us. Just, just allowing teasing them to yeah. slowly come up to temperature, hoping that they'll be bang on which when I, we drink I, them. Which I think they probably will be, but at least we've, we've still gone in there, with, we're, we're still thinking about it. Yeah. We may not achieve the ideal result but if we say about you know do you care about the temperature of the beer a lot of the time we will be talking though we didn't specifically say it we're talking about when you go to a bar or a pub yeah, yeah. So it's not home because yeah. at home it's in your own control yeah. isn't it and if you haven't controlled it at home well it's only you then so let's say it's about in the pub then surely I should be getting the, the snout at a certain temperature say to me maybe similar to a red wine Cellar, yes. Temperature, not warm. A bit like a bit like some traditional beers. Shouldn't be warm. Cellar temperature. If I want a lager, I am expecting that to be chilled down a few more degrees because I want that crisp bite. Yeah. I want that refreshing hit. That kind of thing. It shouldn't be beyond the wit of man to do that these days. I challenge anybody to drink a New England IPA at room temperature. Couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> I actually couldn't think of anything worse. Steve, ju- Steve just pulled the Steve face just by you uttering those words. Yeah, that's yeah. that's it. If you if you have that style of beer, you want to have that beer cold. Yes, because it gets in the way of drinking the beer. 
So, of course, temperature is important. Yeah, because yeah. you'll start to get that sugary sweetness, that cloying. Mm. Whereas you, you, I would have that. I would definitely have that cold. I, if you've got that in the fridge, and you said that's one to recommend, I'm expecting it to go from the fridge to the glass to me in a fairly short order. Yes, yeah, you don't want it to warm in, the, in no. that time, do you? Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying going back through these old polls, uh, and we'll, we'll revisit this throughout the show. So we've done we've done number ten to number eight. Uh, we'll come back to this a little bit later on. We'll do number seven to number five. Uh, we've all finished the 2018. Um, mine, I think, went first. I was enjoying that far too much. Uh, any final thoughts that are any different from your original thoughts? On, I wish on, we on hadn't shared one. it with Rich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you start. <laughs> I'm not picking on you. I just wish uh, we hadn't. Well, in fact, I wish hadn't, we, we hadn't shared, hadn't it, shared it at all. As it's Steve's beer, I'm grateful that he shared yeah. it. With us. You're, you're very welcome. <laughs> very much you're so. very welcome. Because it is fantastic. I'm going to try and source some more of that, the, the 2018, because that is my absolute favourite, and I, I do want to put a couple more bottles of that away. To to see how it goes in the next few years. Right, now, point to 2017, uh, just as we're coming up to the, the next bit of the, of the show, and already this beer is darker. It is, isn't it? It's a completely different colour. Quite noticeably yeah, darker. Yeah, it's, it's almost going from a, you know, with quite a light colour on the first one, the second one was very much that orange hue to it. This is getting a bit closer to almost like a brown. Yeah, it's... it's, it's uh, I'd say very barley wine-esque in its appearance yeah. at, at, at this point. Yeah, it actually feels and looks like a bigger beer already. Without, yeah. Even though we know that, again, with the vintage ales, although it's a different build, they all come at 8.5%, eight, eight don't they? Yeah. So yeah. That, that's similar to the Still, still an Act, isn't it, by the uh, the ABV is always the same. Yeah. There's, there you go, guys. Thank you. Right. Uh, cheers. 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 Does anyone remember when they last had the 2017? Yes, I've got my handy untapped notes in front of me. This is, a, this is a new one to me. Oh, okay. um, this would be interesting. So I had this in... Um, no, because the date's not on my untapped notes here. 2018, I, I had this last time. Uh, we had it on Opinion 76, which was the end of the year show at the time. December the 8th, 17th or 18th? Yeah. Um, and I said that the first time I had this I said you can definitely taste the potential in this one right now it's red fruits and twigs but this is going to age into something beautiful I said nothing because I left it with what I'd said on the show which I haven't listened back to um, do you think it's developed? I think it's come on a little bit yeah it's, it's certainly there, there's a lot of in, in, in terms of the first two beers that we've drunk, you can begin to see the similar characteristics, and I'm guessing that's possibly the Fuller's Yeast doing its job. Well, in, the Fuller's Yeast has got, the, and I think we've been told this before, it's got very much a marmalade type of character, hasn't it? Yeah. And it's the same yeast they use for all their beers. Am I remembering that correctly? Yes. Uh, so whatever beers they do, that's, that's, that's the one thing that stays the same all the way through, isn't it? It's a bit like when they do, isn't it? The, the start off with the Pride goes to Golden Pride, doesn't it? It's, it's still the same same sort of beer. Um, so this one uh, has got, at the time, a new American hop variety, Denali. Which I haven't seen much about, I have to I admit. haven't seen no. that at all in years. Um, uh, Unless it changed its name to something else, because they do that sometimes, It could have been, although usually they start off with a, almost like a chemical name. Yeah, and it then starts off it with a name. number, yeah. and then it gets a name. But and that is possible. Um, and they did it with a new British malt variety laureate. Um, combined with British hops, Target and Goldings are 21st 
Vintage Ale is a well-rounded and balanced beer with Fuller's yeast. Adding the orange marmalade characters. No, there we go. (laughs) And I I actually think, for me right now, it's the yeast which is almost playing out the most. Absolutely. Mine, I've had this three times. My my average score for this is three point five, so it's quite low, in, in, low in, terms of, in terms of what I've scored the vintage owls. Before I think it's probably getting a point five upgrade though, because yeah. age has definitely worked its magic with this one. You see, my favourite preserve is orange marmalade, and I wonder if that influences my decision about my love of some of the fillers beers that I do really like. Possibly because that is a, a if I have toast at home. My default option to have with that is butter and marmalade. And I've always been a big lover of it. Yeah. First time, Richard? It's wonderful. Um, so you don't hate it? You don't want to give it back to me in Steve's drink? <laughs> no. No. Um, <laughs> I feel as though there's a theme. <laughs> yeah. Here. If this is the same question, everyone, the answer is still no, going to be, be no. It's always going to be no. I'm just no. going to ask it in yeah. a different way and see if I can yeah. trip you up. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe by yeah. 2000 and sort of. Yeah, you're just 13, gonna, you're, yeah. you're gonna make sure you say the right answer there. Yeah. Um while we're enjoying this, one of <laughs> one of the things that we're gonna do during this show is to look back over some of our favourite things that we've done during the first one hundred episodes. You episodes. nearly you nearly <laughs> said episodes. <laughs> it's gonna I'm gonna struggle more and more towards the end with that. I that, that's for sure. Um so the first one we're gonna look at is some of our favourite shows yep. that, that that we've done. And it would uh I think we should invite our guest host to share as as a listener some of your favourite shows because I imagine there's going to be some crossover here yeah or maybe some bits uh, maybe there'll be a few surprises actually yeah so so, so Rich what um, what have been some of your favourite shows that that, that you've listened to Uh, well um, when I was asked to to do this I thought well I actually better listen to the show Um, (laughs) So oh, I, thanks so, that, I so I went I went back <laughs> no I, no I, I do listen to the show obviously um, but we, I thought, we invite him on to this 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 landmark show yeah. and all he does That's is give us abuse yeah. I know sorry guys no in, in all seriousness you wait till episode one fifty I, I I went I went back um, and and listened to some of the shows I'd missed um, and then re-listened to all the shows that I'd previously listened to um, and obviously I mean. One of my favourite moments from the last hundred opinions was appearing on the show twice. Um, How are you making this all about you? <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> See, when you listen to opinions, sometimes when you, sometimes you can't make it all about Steve. So we did two shows. We did we did the Sparkler show, which, as a an outsider, the Sparkler show was was a great show because uh, I learned a lot, and by the by the reaction a lot of the listeners um, yeah. learn a lot about sparklers, creamers, beer dispense. Um, they got to listen to Andy talk, what he talks about. Um, oh, it was definitely Andy. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, asked him. I asked him to do a brief talk at the last bottle share, and half an hour later, he was still. Didn't he do one for us about sparklers at one of the homebrews? Possibly at As the well. yes, at one of the the shed brewers so events did, uh, we do. Yeah. Um, sorry, just to leap in that, it's it it, it it's what, oh, it was on my list of favourite shows as well. My, mine too. So that's episode forty four. Yeah. That was simply called Sparklers. That's yep. recorded here, and and that yeah, that's that's on my list of favourite. That shows. was uh, really good. You know, there's a little picture on the show notes of uh, creamer sparkler nothing. Yeah. And it was actually, I have to admit, it was. I think it was, it was also the way that. 
Andy was talking about it as well. Oh, he's so passionate. Yeah. He, he, he is so passionate about serving beer correctly. And and it's 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 been ingrained into me as well, you know, and all the staff. And, and like we said during the, the podcast was... All the staff now, whenever we put a fresh beer on, we do the we do the taste tests. You know, does it need a sparkler? Does it need a creamer? Does it just need to be served as it is? You know, and we still do that with every every barrel of beer. Um, so that to me, that was a was a great great is, moment. Is there any episodes which don't feature you, Rich, which you quite liked as well? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so opinions. So opinions forty, which was the show I believe that featured. Justin Mason and Matt Chinnery, um, and they were there was a discussion about cellaring and. Oh, is that where we did uh, just some of Justin's old beers? Didn't we all get to yeah. raid Justin's cellar? That's right. Yeah. He basically sent us a list of what he had, and we were allowed to pick things. We said, yeah, yeah. We think we did. You Jane, picked one Lee's That's it. Yeah. As well. well, although bearing in mind some of the stuff that Justin has since pulled out of bottle share, I don't think we got his full. A selected list of yeah. these are the things I'm willing to share. <laughs> yeah. I mean that that, you that podcast was was great for me because that really helped me learn how to keep my beers at home. I mean I've got a I've got a what we call a beer cellar I suppose um, with a huge a huge selection of beers now. And if it wasn't for sort of that information and and it, it, you know it was just little things like the the temperature you should keep them at and and the conditions and which beers potentially will last longer than the others and so and are nightmen behaving badly you're not leaving them in the loft no i'm not leaving <laughs> them in, in in the loft the only thing that stays in my loft is christmas decorations um so oh, that I'd love to have your loft that really helped me in part of my beer journey and another one that was a bit stand out for me which is quite recent was opinions 93 uh half pint and that was the discussion on um should half Half a pint cost more than should it cost half the pint? Uh, half yeah. half yeah. the price of a pint yeah, because I'll, it just I'll put it on my list as well. It just it just not mine. When ah. it, it it had so much interaction and it it carried on and it was like the podcast that kept on giving because every so often somebody would pop up and go, well actually no I think this and there was a, a analogy on milk and it was it was yeah, just always seeing the price of something somewhere else. Yeah, there were a couple of blogs that sprung up yeah, as a result yeah. of that as well yeah. and people and, uh, actually yeah. felt strongly enough about it to write their own views as yeah. well so from from let's say that the hundred opinions they they've been my real standout moments Excellent. Well, I mean, I'm, you know i will add in but the ones we've recorded here so the one we did as a follow-up about the pub yes really enjoyed that we've Thing. you got a few more words in Edgeway. I did, Andy. I did. Uh, and Sheena joined us as well, didn't she? Well, I, yeah. I'd, I'd made some notes on the pub episode, and I just said it was just it was just a, a chilled, laid-back chat about pubs. Yeah. There was... It, was a, well, it wasn't a bad way to spend a Monday evening, to be fair. <laughs> no, no, no. I think that's, I was still living locally then, because I think I got a taxi back up. Yes, yeah, well, yeah, so yeah. I, I was still here whenever we got chucked out. <laughs> Basically, when you chucked us out. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I really enjoyed doing that one, and um, the half I thought the half the half measure one was excellent. That I, I that was on my list, but it wasn't yours, was it? So no, no, I've got I've got quite a lot on on my list. I have as well. So I mean, how we get how do we want to do this? I mean, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go in chronological. So well, I've got mine in chronological as well, from oldest. Yes. Okay. To, to newest. Oh, it's okay. like you two can. Really so I, I'm minds. gonna I'm gonna guess. I, I'm gonna go for a guess here. I'm gonna do one okay. of my. 
typical things where I guess what your first highlight was. Go on then. So mine is a, it's actually a double show, so it's episodes eight and nine, which were the two Goose Island episodes that, that we did. Yeah. Snap. Yeah. That was um <laughs> that was a real standout moment for me. But also it was uh, a, a bit of a moment where because we took a long time deciding whether or not to actually do those shows because of the whole ABI tie yep. into Goose Island, we wondered whether people would call us out in, in, in terms of selling out almost so early on yep. in, in, our, in our run. And I, I think. Well, especially in, in my run. Yeah, yeah, because it, it was only eight episodes in. And, and I think eventually we said, you know what, actually, let's go for it. And, you know, we took, we took a leap. We, we went down, we recorded the shows. The recording didn't work. <laughs> We lost. We, we, we lost the recording, so we had to get back in touch with the guys from Goose Island and said, we lost the recording, is there any chance of doing it again? Well, and, bizarrely. And, it was, and they were brilliant. We lost, So we did a whole evening with Josh and Johnny, and they sort of validated what I thought it would be like because they were so passionate yeah. about the beers, the brand, the history. And so I think we had about three hours worth of content. We said, right, we need to put this into two episodes. And then, for whatever reason, we we, we lost. It was the first episode we lost, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, which is really weird then, because then we had to re-record the first episode, trying to forget we'd done the second part. Yeah. yeah. Which was a really odd experience. But yes, they were they were brilliant to that. So I know that you know, obviously Josh has moved on from um, from Gusan to Budvar, and uh, Johnny we haven't seen for about a year or so. But mm-hmm. you know. They were fantastic that evening, and they were they were prepared to answer any questions yes. as well. Yeah, they, so they, they were open say... to answering ABI questions yeah. and, and calls of selling out and all the rest of it. So, so yeah, that was that was a real that was a leap real... for me in in terms, and it was the first time also that moving from recording with Mark in in, in what was kind of a, a Skype environment where we used to record at the the other end of of, of a Skype yeah. call to to actually going to record in a venue. With guests, yeah, and also a venue which we've both seen. Talk people have talked about it for years. The White Horse at yeah. Parsons Heath has been often people have waxed lyrical about that. We knew that it was a bit of a backstory to Goose Island. It, it, it was a lovely pub, and um, oh, who did we meet in there? Who did we see? The, the wine guy. Oh, what's his name? The bull guy. Wine. Come on. We'll have to remember it during the show. We Oz Clark. Oz Clark. Oz Clark. Goes around with James he, May, he yeah. was in one of those great big uh, leather armchair kind of Just ones. Just sat there enjoying a beer, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they my t- first two highlight shows were episode eight and episode nine. Yeah, same here. Um, my next one after that is in the 30s. Ooh. So have no, you got, got one before I've that? I've got a couple. Uh, one of them is the, the train beers. We did the train beers episode, which was episode 13. Is that, which... Did we record that in Newcastle? Yes. Yeah, with after no, the Crimbo Crawl. With no beer. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons it stuck in my mind is because uh, we were sitting in front of a window and we had that pigeon sitting outside. Yeah, really Which strange. completely freaked out Clayton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this pigeon wasn't moving no, at all. And there's no way you were going to stare it down either. No. It didn't blink once. And also, again, you know, it was the, it was the Newcastle Crimbo Crawl. So it's the second Crimbo Crawl I'd gone on, but the first time I'd gone on as co-host of the show. So, I mean, that was excellent. Um, and probably the first Golden Pints episode we did. 
Yes, yes, yeah, we did that as a three-part episode. The trilogy, we, yeah. We split yeah. the golden pints up over three I episodes. I mean, literally, we went to town on that. Yeah. Three episodes of, well, of that one. Essentially, that's one episode's worth of content that we put out These now. Days. <laughs> yeah. and, and the outcome still was Jaipur and Ghost Ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always is, isn't it? Yeah. I mean. yeah. Despite all of that, it yeah. was the same. Uh, and the other one, before we get to the 30s, was the one we did with Roland. Uh, from the who does the uh, beer bods podcast? Ah, uh, no, Rowe. I've got that as a highlight later on. Ah, in when we talk about because uh, we're going to talk about some of our favourite collabs okay. that we've done as well. So I've got that there. No, no, fair enough. I'll, I'll mention that. I just I, I I was driving that day as well. So actually, the option of having the coffee as well as a few sips of the beer worked really well. Yeah, um, and we had that amazing pork bap. Afterwards. Oh, that's incredible! Yes, yeah. And we found out loads about coffee. Yes, as, as well, which was yeah. Was, was it's all really made up. It's all in my head. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, that, that was de- that, they were definitely some of my ones before we get to the uh, before we get to the thirties. Okay, so so my next one then was episode thirty-two, which was the one that we did for Craft Beer Hour, uh, where we essentially did a live recording during Craft Beer Hour. I, th- I think I've just answered another one of Richie's <laughs> quiz questions. That was nuts, as, that episode. As, as well, because we were, not only were we recording and drinking beers, we were running live polls. We were tweeting uh, and replying at the same to time. at the same time. And there was a lot going on for the two of us to be doing yeah. during that time. That hour flew by. Yeah. It, pr- it proved you could multitask, it, basically. It, I think it did. It, it did. Yeah. We, were, and, we, were, we were recording, because everything, everything we did on the night was being recorded. We were tweeting, drinking, commenting on beers, back to polls, trying to read out the comments on the polls. Well, I remember listening to that one and thinking, "Oh, how's it how's it going to work?" But there were no there were no real long gaps where one of you were, you know, typing re- uh, replies to your, your tweets or it, it seemed to flow really. You can only, you can only do that if you're in the same room at the same time. Yeah. And we yeah. were recording it in Steve's old, pl- well, two places ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quite a small kitchen so you are always in visual sight of each yeah. other mm-hmm. so if one's going up to the fridge to get the beer you know you need to be the one doing the talking and replying to something at the same time but it was actually I would, I would love to do it again so I think we probably need to have a chat with Tom yeah. Craft Beer at some point I, I will say though that as, as as the person that does the edit I didn't edit that episode either because what I said to Tom was I wanted to put out an episode as it happens so if something went wrong, it went wrong, and it, it was left in there. If there was a big gap, there was a, it's because we were doing so something like else. like Beatles live at the Hollywood Bowl. This is That's Steve it. and Martin live, Whittam. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, episode, episode 32 of you can pay yourself Opinions the is the least edited episode we've ever put out because there was no edit in, in there. Just a, it, a, it was just, this is rule. how it was. Topped and tailed it with intro, outro, job done. Okay, well, my next one is in the forties. My next one's in the sixties. So quite quite a jump for me in terms of highlights. Yes, yeah. um, <laughs> Midlands. Oh, two part episode in the Midlands. Yeah. So although we definitely had sound quality issues on that occasion, and that was we 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 were we weren't completely in control of that. But that's not to say anything bad about the people who helped us record it. It was just one of those things. It just didn't quite land. Yeah, just something went wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But those couple of hours where, like, you know, six or seven of us around that table having a giggle, talking about the Midlands beer scene, and this was, you know, this was a couple of years ago now. And the Midlands beer scene is just carried on rising as well, um, and I think we've been quite vocal in our support of the mm-hmm. the Midlands beer scene. Um, I know it probably doesn't quite get the love and attention it deserves. I, I think it still gets overlooked now. Um, yeah. 
But, you know, we're going to obviously try and put this right during the summer oh, with uh, Summer Sesh. I was going to say Summer Sesh. Summer Sesh, but, you know, that one definitely stood out for me. And maybe it does stand out for me because the recording didn't quite land the way we wanted it. Because there was some fantastic stuff discussed on that show as well. There was, but may- maybe that's why I didn't go for it as a favourite. Because, obviously, editing, yeah. I was like, I, we, we spent a lot of time debating as to whether we were even going to put it out. Right, because the yeah, we did. Was... We spent went back and forth because you sent me the raw stuff, and it's yeah. it's rough. It's a, it's a tough listen. Yeah, um, but I think it's the right thing to do. And a lot of people said, "Well, no, we'll make our own choices. That, that's fine. You know, that's what the listeners want." Um, my next one again is another end of year show. Okay, as in literally uh, after one of the Grimbo calls Sheffield. So which which episode is this? So this is episode fifty two, um, post Grimbo crawl episode that we did. At the Sheffield Tap. Is this where you just continued to drink Jaipur the following morning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having not drunk enough of it the night before when we were in the same place. At, and at the and this was the weekend where we managed four visits to the Sheffield Tap in three days. Yes. It's good work. It was very good work. I was very happy with those visits, I have to admit. And as a, I mean, as a station pub, come on. Yeah, so I it's mean, a good station pub. It's a brilliant station pub and we did manage to find a nice quiet spot to do the recording the next morning. Um, we did miss the train we were supposed to be on. <laughs> <laughs> My fault. Your your superpower strikes again. Uh, that, that, that was an unintentional superpower <laughs> yes, on that occasion. It was this on that occasion, yeah. Uh, but fortunately we managed to get the next train but um, I, I have to admit the wander around Sheffield for that Crimborough crew was also excellent as well. Yeah. Um, walk up to the Bath Hotel Mainly taking a breather at the start, walk, yeah. but it was worth it once you got to the Bath Hotel. And again, you know, credit for Megan who worked at uh, Formbridge at the time and Simon, they really treated us when we got up there. Oh, well. we were looked after there, yeah. Yeah, and we yeah. had that room to ourselves. There's that picture of about twenty-five of us, yeah, all in the same spot at the same time enjoying the Crimbo Carnival. Yeah, this is good. Just sums up what it's about, doesn't yeah. it? That picture. It's, yeah. it's the people and yeah. stuff. So into the sixties, where where do we land? Uh, then, my Steve? next one, sixty three, episode sixty three, which was the Cannibal <laughs> Run. Uh, where, where first time we decided to do the Cannibal Run almost live on on a podcast, almost, and, and we weren't dead. we weren't the only ones that did it. There were a couple of other podcasts that did that as well. Uh, certainly, Men Behaving Badly did it, and I know at the time Sipping Forecast did it, but they lost the recording, never to be found. Yeah, uh, I think it might have also killed their podcast entirely <laughs> as well. But yeah, that was for me. That was the, the Cannibal Run has, has always been an exciting moment for me. Um, but to be able to say right, well, let's do all of these beers on a show, and we didn't do them by halves either. We had a can each we had of a can every beer. Beer. <laughs> as, 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 as well. And the recording. And, so I'm looking at the notes. So you edited it down to t- just over two hours. I reckon it was about two uh, two and a half hours to three quarter hour recording. And we did do three 500 cans each plus the yeah. three 30 of cannibal. I, I think there's probably at least 30 minutes of slurring towards the end of That was my next highlight. Yeah. Definitely. Um, my next one after that, still in the 60s. Uh, episode, I'm still in the 60s. Episode 68, uh, Liquid Bread, uh, which was when we did uh, Tint Meadow plus its other um, Trappist beer peers, should we say. Um, really enjoyed doing that show, but more so for something that we didn't do, we didn't oh, do that on, was great. On, on that show, which was Danny's interview with Father Eric, yeah. which was possibly the most peaceful and tranquil <laughs> yeah. 15 minutes you'll ever listen <laughs> to on a podcast. in the background. Yeah. And a, yeah. Definitely on our podcast anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it, it was lovely. And it was, um, uh, firstly, thank you to, for, for, to Danny for doing it. 
and sending the beers across to us as well. And my Tin Meadow hat is one of my favourite hats at this time of year as mm-hmm. well. Um, but yeah, it made for a really good starting of a theme for a show as well. So we'll do the UK's first Trappist, very different type of beer to the Belgian Trappist beers that oh, we absolutely, did as well yeah. on that show. It was a, that was a cracking, that was again another another very good Monday evening. Yeah, really enjoyed, <laughs> really enjoyed that one. Um, so my next one is still in the 60s. 69? Number 69 indeed, uh, live from uh, Peekender. So the that was the first time we ever took the podcast live yeah. as a live experience. So we were invited by Thornbridge to peak ender to, to to do a live podcast um and yeah we essentially spent an hour talking about jaipur yeah and <laughs> and then invited other people to do exactly the to same talk thing. about jaipur you know we had, we had, well, we had yeah. Rob, simon and simon from formbridge um we had a full tent of of guests we had your two sleeping sons steve as well yes um uh, who when they get to those important moments in their lives 18 21st weddings they will get reminded of those. Of moments. course, they will. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in great detail, I, <laughs> I feel. Um, but it was a wonderful, it was a wonderful day, wonderful experience. Um, we were very lucky with the weather that day in 2018 compared to oh, compared to last year. Yeah. Last year in 2019, um, and it definitely it only cemented my love even more for Jaipur, having it in the Bakewell showground as that first beer in the morning as well. Well, well, there was that and. Yeah, the holding experience was great, but it was also fantastic that we had some of our listeners in the tent as well yeah. who got engaged. So we were able to almost do the live version of, of what we do now. Yeah, so, definitely. So we got to talk about things and we got to interview people to talk about things and we got to get the the audience involved, yeah, which, but, is, you know, which is what we're about. You know, Simon and Simon are both very good speakers anyway, but we got, you know, we got a few bits from Rob as well. Yeah. Because, you know, this was just coming up to the time they've just before they started releasing their cans. Yeah, and how much he hates cans. How much he hated, <laughs> yeah. hated then. Not so, not so much, much now. now. Yeah. Not so yeah. much now, but yeah, that was that was on mine. So I then go into the very early 70s. I'm into the early 70s as well. How, how early are you? 71. Oh, okay, I'm a little bit later than that. Okay. Go on. Well, that's probably because my one... <laughs> oh, brilliant, yes. ...is uh, Sourface. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was, that was never going to make my... Uh, that was never going to make my top shows, let's put it that way. I imagine it was more of a visual highlight Oh, yeah, you. definitely. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had to do a bit of periscoping that night to show Steve's Sourface at times. And I, but I do feel I tried to not kill you. Well, you, no, you didn't. You, you you gave me much the same as as when Mark appeared when yeah. he did the smoke show with us. He didn't he didn't go full on smoke. It was it was like introductory level smoke. Yeah. and I think that's what you did with the. Sour I tried beers. to do that with the sour beers. Well. I'm never going to love sour. Beers. No, but that's... I did enjoy, I did enjoy the show because I think I was also taking a bit of a lead on the show, and we were trying to do the the periscoping as part. So again, we were trying to mix it mix and match a few of the things that we do, and I think we'd only started doing. Was that the first that was the first time we did Periscope? So yeah. that was a little bit of a trial and error bit. Is this going to work? Is anyone even going to look at it? But believe me, editing out the Periscope content <laughs> from the final show was very, very difficult. Oh, can, can Steve turn it off yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. So that was my notion. So are we still in the 70s? Still in the 70s for me. Episode 74? Four, yes. Uh, Stout, Stout, Let It All Out, which was our first visit to Guinness in yep. in, in Dublin. Uh, not even so much the, the the visit, but sitting and listening to Evelyn from the archives <laughs> talk about the Guinness archives and the history of Guinness was just uh, an absolute um, 
outstanding listen for, well, for me, listening back to that. Well, listening back to it, I spent the first 15 minutes Yeah, you didn't, listening. You didn't get engaged in, in that podcast at all. I had to carry that for the first 15, 20 minutes because you were so fixated on what she was saying. Her was knowledge like, was amazing. Yeah. Oh, she don't, and she, don't, she, she sitting in the room. So we'd met her the day before and she's actually showing us items from the archive. When we did the uh, the podcast the day after, there's no notes, no prompts or anything. This is just all in her head. So yeah, we recorded a good half hour of her. The first 15 minutes, there were only two people on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Steve and Evelyn. And not, I'm not involved at all because I'm because I'm I, I love my history anyway. Yeah. And for me, this is all just history. Forget about the beer related bit. It's just history, and I'm so passionate about it. And she was passionate about it, and but her delivery and the way she talked about it. She understood it as well. She's been studying it. She wasn't just reciting it. And then I thought, oh, maybe I should join in at some point. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, that was a fascinating thing. And then we spoke to the, the woman from the States who started off the whole International yes. Stout Day. Yeah. And then we got a set down with Patrick, who runs the Open Gate Brewery, and Jens, who we'd only met the day before. From Emily's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who, who was there, and he bought a couple of stouts, which were brilliant. It was a surprise well. last-minute guest, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, the, I mean, the whole visit, the whole thing, but yeah, that podcast was just, just felt so good that few days. I mean, came, and ironically, it was like we did the whole stout thing on the Thursday, the recording throughout a lot of the day on the Friday, then the Saturday we came back and we did our opinions on film recording and drank more beer just on the Saturday just, yeah, Didn't yeah. need to do that. No. Although I did give you a bit of a rest that day because that yes. was a live and let die episode. Yeah, so you just spoke all the way through <laughs> it. Was, it. was it not The Spy Who Loved Me? Oh yeah, sorry, what's Spy Who yeah. Loved Me? Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, my next one's still in the 70s. Yeah, go on. Uh, number 77, Time and Space. Yep. So that was the show that we did with Jezza. Which, which we have the, referenced already. Already referenced. And very much the inspiration for this show that yeah. we're doing today in terms of taking a, a range of drears, beers, beers, drears, beers, <laughs> beers. We're three beers. in. And, 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 we are three in. <laughs> and, and drinking them side by side. Um, That's all I'm saying. So yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was, a, that was a, an absolute masterclass from Jezza in how to age beers, but also how to taste them side yeah. by side. He also brought the glasses. Oh yeah, yeah. It wasn't just it wasn't just still an act in any old glass we had. He bought the actual the glass. The branded glasses. Glass. I mean, because I've got some nice glasses that were available to me, and I've got the beer club glasses. I described all the glasses we have available, and Jezza very honestly said, "I should bring some glasses with me." Yeah, and fair fair play, no problem with that at all, because obviously the Belgians and their glassware are very famous as a pair anyway. Hand in hand. Yes. So very I much. thought that I thought that was really good. Okay. Um, I've got three more left. What have you? What have you got? I've got more than three. So okay. I'd say what, what, what number? You, what number range? Uh, you in? Mid eighties. I'm mid eighties. I'm going to say eighty six. Oh no, eighty five. Ooh, for, oh. for me. So that was the art episode with Nick Dwyer from, from Beaver Town. Um, our most downloaded episode. Um, our, our most yeah. downloaded episode. <laughs> I really enjoyed that for a number of reasons. Um, one because it brought together a number of different themes that we had been running with in terms of art and beer and beer cans and art and how things were changing. It brought together the vast knowledge and experience of Nick in, in terms of his skill with... And also his history of Beavertown as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And and we also got to sit in Beavertown's brewery and basically just drink beer all evening, well, we, chatting we, to, which chatting to in. Nick. And, uh, I really his, enjoyed that show. Yeah, his dog with him as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. 
who yeah. uh, was very well behaved. Um, yeah, I mean, I have to admit, the only reason I've skipped it is because the next one is Marble. Okay, In, yeah, brilliant. Which was our day out in Manchester, so episode 86. Um, up to Manchester, we spent about six hours in Manchester. Got absolutely hammered. Yes. Um, most of it courtesy of uh, Jan and Joe from Marble, and then one drink at Beatniks before we got the train <laughs> home. Before we could get in the train home, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, literally... I think they felt offended if we had we were without a beer for more than about 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were so friendly. It was lovely to see their new, their new place. Unfortunately, I know they've had the issues with people breaking in um, subsequent to us doing that episode and quite recently. But it was lovely to see that set up. Joe was so enthusiastic. And then uh, it was brilliant because Jan said, oh, uh, you know, I'll just sit in. I won't, you know, get involved too much. I think by the end of it, Jan, Jan was hosting the episode. Yeah, yeah. She, she had some input. Yeah. <laughs> she had some input, but it was fantastic input. I could listen to Jan for ages. It was lovely to see her again on the Crimbo call, although I know she wasn't feeling very well. Um, so hi to Jan and Joe. But that was definitely a highlight. They, they just flew by. Yeah, I've, I've got that by. as a highlight elsewhere. So okay. we'll, I'll, I'll come back to that a little bit later on. Uh, I've got one more in the 80s. Uh, 88? No. Oh. So go on then. Is that you again now? 88. 88. I again have le- leapt a couple. Um, so I think I know what your one is going to be. Um, a follow up with uh, Andrew Luke from River and Bruce. Okay. So when we were talking about, uh, we had a bit of a follow up with them post the infamous pod crawl we had done with them mm. at the turn of the year. Well, three of us had done a pod crawl together. Yeah, and, one uh, of us disappeared. One of us disappeared. <laughs> Steve. I was gonna, um, guess which one? Uh, but, Is that another quiz question? <laughs> yeah. How many times has Steve disappeared? I always say... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, but it should have been. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, again, I love Catch because we've caught up with it. We've done two, two couple of recordings with them. Yeah. And we also, we've caught up with them at other times at general things and we've seen Andrew a few times at different things as well. So again, definitely a highlight for me seeing uh, Andrew Luke. I suspect you're going to go for the episode prior to that. No, the episode after that, oh. number 89, Size Matters, which was where we featured beers that were donated to us by a listener, Will Watkins, um, which were a series of beers that we've never drunk before, featuring a particular beer that was a highlight of our our year last year. Oh, well, yeah, the, definitely. The, the, the Dogfish Head 120-minute IPA. Brilliant. I absolutely loved doing that episode. I really enjoyed... Um, going through those beers and also talking about that poll as, as well, which yeah. is is going to feature in the top ten polls. Okay, countdown cool. that we're doing. So we'll come on to it, to it then. Um, and then my next one after that is the episode straight after that as well, which was episode ninety, which was the fantasy pub crawl. Yeah, that's on my list. I absolutely loved basically having free reign to think about whatever we wanted to think about in terms of so when you, where did your list start I had about 30 odd names on my list I had I had a load I, I I had probably about the same and then I had to start whittling it down to have I been to any of these would I want to go to any of these do any of these actually exist and then really start and I did and love the fact that a couple of people had the bars on there which don't actually exist yeah yeah. So we had, I've been, you know, like the cantina in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Fictional places. Yeah. Um, but no, for me, I, I think even even as, as late as the day of recording, I was still saying to you, I've got too many. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've got to lose one and I don't... I, Did we limit ourselves to eight? We gave ourselves eight in the end, yeah. 
So, but oh, no, I thoroughly enjoyed that, and and that fan- fantasy pub crawl has spawned at least one more fantasy episode. And I think, yeah, and there will be many I more as be well because we've got a lot of other suggestions. Didn't you do a, a, a map of it? There is, there is a map. Oh, there no, is no, a was it wasn't Michael McGrawty. Yeah, he did it. For Somebody us. did. Yeah, so yeah. there's an interactive map where you can actually see where the bars where are, all these fancy and bars you can make were. comments on them as well. On yeah, that yeah. Map I think we might need to give people a bit of a refresh to the link on that one. Yes, we'll do. I really appreciate. Mick doing and he, yeah. he always comes to the Crimbo Crawl as well. Oh, it was and lovely to meet him yeah. in, in Manchester. He's a lovely was, bloke yeah. he is. Yeah. Well. Oh, definitely. Um, and yeah. he, he loves his techie side as well as the beer side. But that was definitely up there. Because I was a bit, I'll be honest, I was a bit dubious about it, weren't I? You were, yeah. When he pitched you it didn't to know whether it would work. I was thinking, how's this going to work? So we're going to pick bars which maybe a lot of other people haven't been to. Because I definitely picked a couple of bars where I've been to which are away. Um, but once you get into it and you start talking about it and then you saw the feedback, it was actually really, really good. Yeah. Um, so that's me in terms of my favourite shows. I've got one more after that. And again, it's the uh, it's the Crimbo, Crimbo Call Revisited when we do talk about the Manchester one. Um, but this year as well, I'm going to link it into two of our podcast friends, Men Behaving Badly and Beers Without Frontiers. So we recorded our one and then I listened to their one talking about the, the crawl with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was really nice to hear that they had such a fantastic time, and they, you know, beers without frontiers tried a couple of other places as well, which we always say you're more than welcome to do. But again, Manchester, because this was your first one, Rich. This was my first first Crimbo Crawl, and I'm you know, wearing I'm wearing my uh, Crimbo Crawl pride, your winners T-shirt, yeah, <laughs> Manchester, Manchester bitter, um, which you know sums up sums up one of us on the on the podcast. <laughs> <instead>. um, <laughs> But you know what it what it was is just about again bringing people together. It was a few some people we hadn't met, people we had met before, reacquainting ourselves with people we hadn't seen since twelve months previous, um, and a few people gifted us some beers as well, which is brilliant. It was just a one really 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 good day out. So again, when we get the chance to then talk about it, I know we had the low the low no alcohol beers that night, but just revisiting it and talking about it and then listening to other people was a real highlight for me this year yeah so yeah that's, thanks that's, to you everyone that's been great revisiting some of those yeah I've, I've, I've really enjoyed that um, we've also finished our beer well, well finished well that. long gone final thoughts on the 2017 Rich they're, they're getting better no, they are aren't they? I, I, I don't know what's going to happen when we get to 2012 but they are the flavours are becoming more pronounced the, the aromas are great the, they're looking darker and, and you know even for older beers the conditioning on them is, is fantastic yeah that's the one thing that stands out for me is you know the, yeah, the, so far the head retention and, and, and it, well I'm looking forward to the rest of them anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think for me 2017 and 2018 are definitely on a par for very different reasons I definitely think that orangey marmalade feel to the college yeast has definitely led me on the 2017 version yeah I can I can see that coming through and it'll be, be interesting to see how that plays its part going yeah. on yeah but again I would agree with exactly what Rich said the, car, the carbonation and the mouthfeel and the, fit, the look of it have been spot on yeah you know there's nothing it doesn't feel like anything's got in the way of it yeah agree totally agree so we've poured I've poured Fuller's 2016 Vintage Ale shall we uh Tuck into this one. Oh, cheers, cheers, gentlemen. Again, so looking a little bit darker as well. Yeah, it's getting darker, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. More, Oof. more aroma. 
Definitely, that's strong, isn't it? You don't even have to lift the glass to your nose. But not as... Not as crisp as cakey... No, it's, it's not softer. as... Softer. No. thick. It's, no. it's, it's, it's softer. It's not as... It's softer, maybe even a bit sharper. Yeah. I would yeah. say. Um, there are definitely some fruit flavours, but they're... Everything's a little bit sharper. It's almost a little bit of a... I mean, also, start, this is the first one I can say I'm starting to get that bit of warmth mm. Ooh, from yeah. it. There's definitely a bit yeah. of warmth from it when you start drinking it as well. boozy warmth. Yeah, I'm it. now starting to think, ooh, I am drinking a beer with a bit of booze in it. Yeah. I've I've done this one quite a lot, actually. Uh, other than the 2018, this is the one that I've drunk the most. Well, we had it pretty we, recently, We actually. did this recently. We, we, well, we had it on, yeah, we had it on the train to Manchester. Yeah, we had it as a train beer. Other, other than that, we also did this for our 50th episode. So, so this was a, an, another landmark beer for us in terms of episodes. Um, and prior to that, I also did it way back in um, November 2016, uh, at which point I said I thought it was tasting good, but I think it'd be amazing in three years or so. Oh, well, so about right when you, <laughs> yeah. when you had it. So I had this first as a, a bit like you did before you had it on cask. Yeah, yeah. I had it on cask at Great British Beer Festival in 2016. But... Well, also on uh, me and Michelle's birthday in 2018, we went to that tasting that John Keeling held at the ex-bottle shop. Um, my third time sampling this, and fast becoming one of my favourites of the series, continues to develop and mature while maintaining freshness. Mm. Um, I'm getting more sharpness now, I have to admit, than I, than I felt before. The taste isn't quite matching up to the aroma. I think that's fair. The aroma is very yeah. powerful. Yeah, it's a big nose. The the nose gets you quite early on. I just I, I don't think I don't think it's as thick as the last two. No, like body wise, I think it's is a lot lighter than, than yeah. the last two. Carbonation is again fantastic. carbonation is back. Some on, lovely lacing on, on the yeah. glass on yeah. this one. Um, it's really it doesn't you wouldn't look at it and say oh this beer is four years old at all just Absolutely by just not, by no. just by viewing it in the glass and stuff. Um, but again, I think you said it straight away, Rich, when I'd finished pouring it. It definitely looks darker in the glass yeah. as well. Yeah, There is definitely a little bit of a theme here with the different hues on the orangey-red colours. I'm getting is... quite excited to get to the, the older ones now. Really. Yeah, I am as well. And uh, I, uh, is, have you, You've had... The, yeah, so we've all had this one before. We've all had this one. Before. We've had this, yeah. yeah. So we've all had yeah. it because we shared it on the train as well. But we definitely, as we get down towards the latter end, there are either ones I haven't had or ones I haven't had for a while. I've, I've, I've had all of these before. In, in either as because it's always been a bit of a tradition with the the, the podcast that we did them on the, the the end of year show the year after that they were released. Right. So, um, but some of them I didn't ever make any notes on because it was it was being featured on the show and you, you get your notes to it. the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to revisiting the next few beers. This feels like the first sipper out of the ones we've had. Uh, really? Yeah, to me. This one feels mm. like a sipper now. I think it feels a bit lighter than that. I think me. because I'm getting the bit with the boozy burn. Yeah. Mine's, mine's nearly gone. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Rich, <laughs> Sorry, Rich completely disagrees. Well, as you've almost finished yours, I think uh, we're going to hand over the next section to you, Rich. Are we? Right, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, this is what I've uh, been been studying for. and uh, You've got a quiz for us, haven't you? I have. I have indeed. Let if me there just, are any questions left. There, well, <laughs> The ones which Steve hasn't ruined for you already. Let me try and... <laughs> There we go. Right, okay. So, as you know, I, I did go through 
And uh, you haven't I got thought, the answers on the bit of paper as well, so keep them away from I us. have indeed, yes. Sit back a little so bit, I thought, just a little bit, so we can still I, hear I, I thought I would test the guys and see how much of their oh, last <laughs> hundred shows <laughs> they can remember. Question one Who was the first guest to feature on Opinions, not including the Irish Beer Report and other such things? So, on the. I would say Matt. I would probably agree, actually, that I think it was Matt. Because I think we had that show quite early on where we had to change to Brewdog because my superpower with the trains kicked in. Yes, yeah. In, in that case, yes, it was Matt. I think it's Matt. Matt Chinnery. It was Matt Chinnery on Opinions 3, which was oh, very early on. Yeah, you <laughs> did a good job there, didn't you? I didn't you? think it was that early on. Live from Shoreditch, Brewdog. We were, well, spoke, we were supposed to record in Shenfield. That's uh, right. Literally, there were no trains. Yeah. Well, you've already answered this this question. <laughs> Sorry. Who is currently, or who has currently got the big box of nothing? Oh, it's Justin Mason. I think let's go for Justin. It yeah. is Justin Mason. Yes. Question three. Well, if you just <laughs> stop looking, <laughs> I'm not trying to look, but I don't want to look. What word was banned by previous number one fan Miles Lambert? In the crowdfunding episodes, which was Opinions 48... Belgian Comparing... <laughs> comparing Belgian beers versus UK versions. And the answer, Steve, was... Belgian And when did you break that rule? Probably about three minutes into the show. You, you basically said it on the first beer. <laughs> also, it's an untapped descriptor. Yeah. It is now. Which yeah. I think is down to you, Steve. Oh, well, I think it's down to the pair of us. <laughs> We both Taking use it quite a lot. Belgian, yeah. Question four: Which feature made its made its first appearance in episode fifty-five called "Changes"? Now, this didn't last very long. So, Paul's question. Ask Paul question. Paul's question. I'm trying to think of. Other features that we've run. Well, we've done the news, bittering lingerness. I'm, go- I'm going to go like Paul's question of the week or something. Oh, no, questions are still there, though. Questions oh, we, are don't still call, we don't call that so much? It's just called questions, isn't okay. it? Okay. Um, Mid range, so that's about 2017, 2018. Yeah. Oh, I've got them stumped. You might have us on this one. Yeah, you might have us there, yeah. Go right, on. the answer was you made the list. Ah. Oh. Very oh, that was short-lived. That was very yeah. short-lived, yeah, wasn't we were, it? We were trying to do a list, lists of things. Uh, that's yeah. it. Yeah. I think it only lasted about three episodes. <laughs> it, did, it did last and long. It couldn't have that long. Neither of us can remember just, of it. It fizzled out. Oh, dear, guys. Okay, and the final question uh, on this round is, who provided the beer for Opinions 17, the Ten Untapped Commandments? Beer at Steve Nevo. Yeah. Or Steve at Beer Nouveau. Did I say Beer at Steve? (laughs) (laughs) I think my answer's probably right. That's incorrect, Martin. The correct answer is Steve at Beer Nouveau. So there we go. That, That... that wasn't too bad. No. Oh, you've done well, well there, Rich. Actually, to actually stump us on on one of oh, those. One, yeah. In 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 terms of because if you hadn't mentioned that, that's gone from my memory banks. Yeah, that's gone yeah. from me as well. So you mentioned it, it's like 
Oh my god, we did! You did a, yeah. a very short stint of you've made the list. Are you sure it was as many as three episodes? <laughs> I think it was. I mean, that it, might have just been on one, it one was, episode. It two, wonder. It was. It was two or three. Yeah, maybe one. Wow! Thank you very much, Richard. No, yeah. I, I look forward to part two of the quiz yeah. a, a little bit later on. Uh, before we get to that, let's let's do some more in terms of the top ten countdown of opinions polls. So this is going to take us from number seven to number five. Uh, number seven on the 3rd of March 2019 was what's the most important skill for bar staff? 802 votes, smiling 6%, being polite 32% or knowing who's next 62%. Um, but I think this sparked a hell of a lot more comments <laughs> it did. rather than just the three options that Definitely were given. more than just yeah. the votes. Uh, let's, let's, let, let's let Rich have his opinion on this one. What, somebody works in a bar? Yeah. Um, for me, turning up. <laughs> Just, I mean, that's You're quite saying important. that now as a bar manager, right? Yeah, yeah. As, as a manager, I'm, I'm saying turning up. Um, as a customer, the most important is friendliness, I think, to me. Um, I don't need you to be the most knowledgeable bar staff in the world, but actually recognising that I'm stood at the bar waiting for a drink and when you are serving me, be polite, smile. I mean, we had an incident... So basically, you've said yes to all of those so far. I know. So, well, there is no right answer. No, it's not about the right answer. So, we which had would it, you... Which... Uh, friend, as a punter, first of all. So a, uh, as, a as a punter, punter. Uh, friendliness. So, smiling? Smiling. Uh, see, again, but smiling and polite are kind of hand-in-hand, hand, I suppose. No, you can be polite and unfriendly. Polite. A lot of people took umbrage with smiling. Because I yeah, don't smile at many people. Because I felt as though being being someone that's worked a long shift and being expected to smile at every new person. Yeah, I mean, we thought about it. Off. We talked we, we talked about it offline. This one as well. Once we'd done it and seen some of the comments, I think we probably would have worded that option better. Yeah, in, in terms of probably friendliness, yeah. which is what you you, mean you can't smile all the time. I, no. get, I get that. I, I mean, I don't. But politeness is politeness is key. Mm. A please and a thank you cost you nothing, and it could be the difference between returning customers and and just one visit. So if you had to plump, you go for polite. Uh, uh, being polite. Okay, Steve. I think at the time and possibly still now, even having now worked a shift. You here, did work a shift. Uh, well, we say worked, at, at but the Vic, yeah. Well, I turned up behind the bar. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Which apparently you did say turning up is a turning up one. is yeah, a key yeah, is a key factor. One. Yes. Um, I, I think still as a punter, it's. One of the things that does annoy me is when somebody gets served before you that has arrived at the bar after you. Yep. And it's it's easy to say from outside of the bar, come on, it's not hard to keep track of who's next. Oh. <laughs> but I can, having been on the other side of it, I can see how very quickly you would lose it. So it's easy if you've got two or three people. It's like, right, I know that one's next, and I know this person came after them, and I know this person came after them. If you're one of only a couple of bar staff at the time and all of a sudden there's a load of people there it's probably very easy to lose track of who's after that but again it comes down to the bracket of politeness yeah you always say to, I, I will myself if I've got a busy shift and I'm, I've got people at the bar I will always say to them be within a minute or I'll get to you when I can it's about so at least acknowledge it's about acknowledging because if you just stand at a bar and you're like and I've done it as a customer you know you just stand at the bar and go well I was before them and I was before them at least if you've been acknowledged you know that staff are going to get to you 
Yeah, I mean, um, I base my answer very much on my, probably my city experiences rather than my local experiences. And it's definitely about knowing who's next because typically the bars in London, they're much higher churn and turnover with staff. Yeah. And then also go some concern about it. But I would say I probably actually get more annoyed with my fellow punters when they don't acknowledge I'm next. When they clearly know they've jumped. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. when I get that's when I get I get put out more than that by them than I do it's a bit like in <coughs> talking in sport when someone tries to fool the official, whatever sport it might be. Yeah. When the player tries to fool the official. It's the same sort of thing for me. Um but I would say, yeah, I mean, you will always remember if someone is impolite. Oh, very much so, yeah. yeah. So you might not remember them being polite because we I take polite as being a a standard, just that's your starting point. You will probably always remember when someone's impolite. So yeah, you don't have to be I don't need the American how are you? Have a nice day. Oh no. No. Don't need that. Don't get me wrong, when you're over there in the States the, the service is generally pretty exemplary. But you will remember if someone isn't. If you're not polite, you'll go to the back of the queue. Uh, regardless well, of the punt or the staff if you go to the back of the queue that's rubbish for me yeah. when I'm trying to buy a beer yeah. um, but no I would say that you, you will remember the punter who's implied but if yeah. I'm talking about as a punter I will remember an impolite server someone who slams a drink down well we had it recently didn't we in Manchester yeah and, and that's and what's occurred to me is that I will still remember that yeah and it, has it put me off going to that place I don't know if it's put me off but it may not be top of my list yeah I'd question whether I'd go there again yeah but yeah, um, and that, that 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 has stuck in my mind. Even though the rest of the experience was still very good, that stuck in my mind because it was only a few seconds. Mm. But it's like when people say you go for an interview, you have ten seconds, and doesn't matter what you do for the next half hour, forty five minutes. You First impressions really, it could have changed the course of the whole evening. Yeah, well, it, it did, and it did in Bristol. We last had year. a couple of experience in Bristol. Yeah, and. Has it coloured my whole opinion of Bristol? No. But has it made me love it? No. And has it made me want to rush back? But no. it, go, it goes back to that smiling option. If a, if a member of staff isn't smiling, you don't know what's happened to that member of staff that day. You don't know what happens to the member of staff that shift. I, yeah, I get that. And if they're not smiling, the, the most common reaction from a customer is oh, come on, it can't be that bad, or smile, it's Christmas. And it's like, well, do you know what? Anything well, could have happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically. This is, my, this is a 12-hour shift. I'm, I'm only five hours into it. I've had to deal with... Steve. People being drunk, people being sick. Why, why me? Because you're coming in more than I do now. <laughs> what, well, why, why are you and focusing I still in on this place? And I still <laughs> haven't forgiven you for that. Sorry. <laughs> Again, so smiling to me isn't overly important because you you can't judge what that no. person has gone through that day or that week. But a please and a thank you, that that should just manage cost nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And also, sometimes it's not even the please and the thank. It's the it's the interaction. Sometimes just the way people are. You don't always have the times necessarily busy yeah. Christmas. Yeah. But you can still do it in a certain way. So I just think it's it's how people are as much as what they say and how much they look. So yeah, going back to that poll, if me and Steve were doing that with hindsight, the word smiling wouldn't have been in there. Yeah, I think we would have reworked yeah. that. And yeah. also, you know, me and Steve, the industries we work in, we often don't have to be client-facing with what we do. No, that's very true. We can be behind the phone, behind an email, and when we're having meetings, a lot of time it might be internal as well. And you don't have to smile when you're doing internal stuff. 
no. all the time. But you still need to be polite. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. I was very surprised that knowing who's next was so high up in the mm. because what's important, and I, I mean, you would have got this from coming to do a bar a, a shift. What's the most important skill of a bar staff? Again, knowing who's next isn't always going to be the most important. I said, I I definitely did it on my experience in the city. As a customer, slightly different. But as as somebody that works behind the bar, there are a lot more things I I believe that are more important. You know, knowing knowing the beers that are on, knowing the styles of the beers that are on uh, are important. Maybe we'll revisit that one one day and it's like a more so. nuanced yeah, version. Yeah, 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 definitely, because I think there's... We, we both know a little bit more now. We both have a different appreciation of it. And, you know, Steve's done that really hard shift. Um, and I'm sure he'd be willing to do it again. Well, it's not your turn. It's not my turn. It's not no. your turn, is I like it? the way he's tried to volunteer <laughs> me for that. I saw what he was doing there. Well. Well. I saw what he was Did doing. Did not get away with that one? No, I don't no, think okay. so. <laughs> um, coming in at number six on the polls is uh, this was from the 20th of January 2019 uh, does artwork influence your purchasing and rating of beer 818 votes yes 69% no 31% and this is one of the polls that we used in that uh, record breaking show of the that, that we did with Nick at Beavertown yeah. in terms of the art um, is, it, is it something that still influences you now? no it doesn't influence me either. I'll, I'll be honest. Purchasing, yes. Rating, Rating no. no. Yeah. As a, as a, as a, again with my pub head on. Artwork and 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 can design you know, like the, the the things that go on. The, uh, the customers will come to the bar. They'll look at the fridge, and they'll immediately go for one that's the brightest, the most colourful, the go most on. out there. I will start off by assuming. You've spent so much work on that, you can't spend so much work on the inside of it. Rightly or wrongly, that's how I say. No, but here we had a we had a, a can of beer in the fridge recently, and it had some wonderful artwork on it. And we sold a case in the evening. You know, to sell a whole case of beer in an evening oh, for fantastic. here is, is great because they looked at it and they were like, "Well, that's an amazing. That's great." But you're talking to the person who doesn't even peel off the patron's product. Well, product. there is yeah. there, the Labor. thing. Didn't yeah, yeah, label, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm. I was a no then. I'm a no now. No, I'm, I'm saying art, artwork is is important. I think um, even pump clips. Um, you can look at. You can walk into a bar and and you've had conversations before about what do you look at first? Is it cask or keg? Even cask pump clips are important because if it's a bit meh, you kind of push it to a side. Just as an aside, so obviously you have a, a bar set up now that has almost three different types of yep. serve dispense. So you have your very traditional cask pumps. Yep. You have your very low-lying, say, cut of lagers and ciders. Yep. And then you have your high uh, crafty Yep. Three of them taps. Obviously, it's been a few conversations recently where people have gone like, "Do you think some something can get in the way sometimes? There's less interaction with the, the punters because you've got your pumps and stuff. So you've got quite big pump clips on your very traditional cast candles. You don't yep. can't you can't put your pint through those handles. It has to go yeah yeah round yeah. it. Does that ever get awkward? It does. Um... Anybody that goes to a pub, please don't sit in front of the hand pumps. It's so annoying. <laughs> but but it's annoying, for the, it's, it's annoying for the customers because although these 
whoever sits in front of them have got the nice little seat and their beer's going to be passed them straight away. Other customers want to see what's available. They want to read the description of the beer, the name of the beer, the ABV. And if somebody's sitting in front of them, you you can't see that. And it's it's very difficult. And like you say, you, you can't move these customers. You know, no, no, because no, generally the people who are sitting there are the ones who come in all the time. Yeah, yeah. And they'll be, you know, you're, you're getting rid of all the customers. Exactly. Maybe this is something you can come back on. I was just curious. Yeah. Curious about that one. It's a difficult one. I mean, I have a certain level of customer service skills that basically get out of the way. <laughs> you know, somebody wants to read that beer. Hmm. Referencing the last question there. <laughs> yeah. Well, necessarily a skill. <laughs> um, so, last one for this section coming in at number five. Uh, question simply was micropubs? Um, question mark. 839 votes. Love them 90%. Not for me. 10%. You know what, I can't remember how I answered this. I think I went for yes because this was back in August last year and it was very shortly after my visit to, to Peak Ender <laughs> where I spent the entire time in a micropub rather than at the Peak Ender Festival. Yeah. Um, I think there's definitely a place for them. I think some of them have just gone too far to the right. We're going to pare back everything. We're going to make it so it's community, but it feels to me it feels a bit soulless at times, and also I do have an issue at times with some of the gravity-led ones. Yeah, I'm not a fan of those, but then again, I'm not a fan of yeah. gravity, which but I'm I've not, never been some of the, shy no, about. But just to be clear, I think some of them still do it okay because we know that you can get some good pours on gravity-led if you are doing it spot on, but you have to be spot on with it as well. Um, how you store it, how you dispense it, how you look after it, when you tap it, when you vent it. But generally, I'm not a massive fan of them. Um, but I think they have given a bit of a shot on the arm in terms of versus the amount of pubs closing. At least these places are opening. And with some high streets definitely suffering from places going under, places closing and the proliferation of charity shops, estate agents, coffee shops, it's nice to have these springing up. So I saw, I'm probably sitting in the middle. I needed the awkward third option on that yeah. one. Yeah, it's the first year, I think in a long time, that there's been a, a bigger increase in, in pubs opening, whether these be micro pubs slash tap rooms yeah because I don't think they define it do they no, this, no they, that's, they, that, that's recent this is I very mean, this, this is very like recent or yeah something. very this, recent this, this, this is, came out yeah, yeah. yeah an increase in, in pubs opening um, and I've I've spoke about this to people um, for, for a while now saying well yes they've advertised it as pubs are opening is it a tap room yes does it make it a pub in my opinion no I don't think it does I think it makes it a venue you can go to to drink somebody's beer which is fine um, if you do the whole hog beer, wine, cider, spirits then I think you become more of a pub because you're more inclusive to the community You, if you only serve beer you're only attracting beer drinkers which I think is that's fine for for, for for beer drinkers, but I'd like to see 
more options for for everybody else. Mm. But it's definitely a good it's definitely a good thing that these venues are opening up. I think anything which is opening up, which is on trade, whether that be micro pubs, brewery taps, tap rooms, or new pubs, is a good thing. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. In my, in my one, opinion, one hundred percent. Not saying they're all brilliant, but I think it's definitely it's nice to have, like you say, very recent news. Definitely an upward trend, and I know a lot of places are food led, but I quite like that. Again, one of the reasons I like about the bit is that you generally, apart from the festivals and stuff, you don't do food. No. I don't need every pub to be doing food. I don't need to walk into a pub and leave five minutes later smelling of what been cooking. No. I yeah. quite like the fact, and these days obviously been no smoking, I can go into a pub, and the only thing that I will smell of when I leave is whatever I may have consumed myself. Or spilt on yourself. Yeah. I'm not, I don't go around <laughs> spilling stuff on myself. That makes it sound like I need a bib. Thanks, Rich. <laughs> not inviting you to be a guest host again. Um, again, really interesting looking back over some of the old polls there. Uh, and we will, again, come back to this. We've got we've got four more to go, so we'll, we'll, we'll do this in another countdown. This has prompted anyone to one. have a say again. Yeah, keep, feel keep free. getting involved. Keep using that hashtag if opinions. If anyone wants us and, to revisit. And, and we'll find it. One yeah. of them, maybe, as yeah. well. Because some of these we have revisited as yeah. well. And we'll come on to that a little bit later. So we've all, uh, apart from yourself, Martin, you're just finishing I'm now. I'm just finishing. Uh, both Rich and I have finished the 2016. Um, Indeed. Thoughts on that, Rick? Yeah, like I said earlier, they're, they're just getting better and better. Um, it's just a style of beer I love as well. You know, the old ale... We had one in here not long ago from a fairly local brewery, and it just went down. It, it was it was brilliant, and these are like I say, these are, are getting better and better each time. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to the next four beers. That's spoiler alert. Well, <laughs> I think that the fact that I finished this one the last sort of backs up the my initial feeling that this was more the sipper one for me so far, yeah. as well. Yeah, this, well, one, this one feels like we're now. I'm now starting getting into the aged territory. I think so. Yeah, very much so. We're going to be diving into the 2015 shortly, as soon as you finish that, and we've rinsed our glasses. Yeah. While, while we're doing that, we're going to have a look back again at, at some bits, and we're going to look at our favourite beers. Ooh, favourite beers this from the time. shows. Yeah. So, so how Rick, many did you say we'd had again? Remind us of those we stats. We have 422 unique beers wow on opinions shows that's quite a few to go through yeah strap yourselves in we're going to go through every single one (laughs) yeah I'm going going to sleep (laughs) as as a listener um, it it must be quite difficult to say oh I've really enjoyed them drinking this beer (laughs) that I might never get to drink Um, how how do you go about kind of I suppose listening to what we're doing and then saying oh that's a beer that I like and actually I really enjoyed listening to the guys drink that beer well, it, it, it's like I said earlier. You know, it's like the purchasing. If it, if it gets a good recommendation, if if it gets a good reaction, then I, I and if I if I go to my local bottle shop and I see it there, I'll go. Oh, actually, do you know the guys on 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 the show? They enjoyed it. I'll give it a go. Um, it's about the trust again. You know, you guys know what you're talking about. About. I think I'm sort of. I think I'm sort of complimenting you here. Really? You kind How of are you know. About I don't that? know. Yeah. I, it, it's a bit weird, but you kind of know. You know, you, you drink so many beers from so many different places, and and you are honest about your beers. You know, if a beer's not for you, you'll say that this this beer isn't for me. So I'll be like, well, actually, maybe I won't go for that beer. 
I guess you get to know what styles we lean towards as well as a listener. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I mean, there's certain things that you wouldn't necessarily be able to take us on base level for, either. Yeah. So, again, if a New England IPA style turns out, which you might find, but loads of people in the Vic love it, you can chuck so many of those our way and we go, meh. Yeah. yeah. I'll so still drink, I'll we still wouldn't drink. necessarily be the best ones to judge on that. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll still drink a, a New England IPA. How, how does the beer review sound? I mean, we listen to other podcasts, okay? And I'm actually quite happy listening to other people talking about beer within certain parameters and certain amount of time. So we've sort of moved away from what perhaps Steve and Mark used to do a bit more, where they would focus a lot more on the beer. And the beer becomes part of... Or an incidental part sometimes. Yeah. Is do you want to hear more about the beer, less about the beer? Or originally, it was it was it was about Mark's journey in beer. Yeah. You know, he was he was Australian, and everyone loves an Aussie beer. But it was it was about his journey within the beer, and you were there to say, right, what we're going to do is we're going to try this beer and and, and that beer and talk about the beer. Whereas your shows, yes, it's all about beer and the beer industry so we don't me as a listener I don't really focus too much or overly on the beers because you you listen to the bit you know you listen to you talking about the beers and where they come from and, and and I'm more interested in the brewery so to say okay so if you I don't know if I'd never had drunk a, a magic rock beer and you you are a massive fan of Cannonball. If I was to walk into my local supermarket and see Cannonball, I'd go. Actually, do you know what? Steve talks about that. It must. It, it, I'm going to give it a try. And you talk about random beers that people may not have heard of, and random breweries that people may not have heard of. But when they see them in a bottle shop or they see them in a supermarket, it's in their head that they go, "Oh, actually, the, the guys listen to that." So, do we give you enough info about the beer? Yeah, yeah, I think you do. I think you 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 talk about it's the beer genuine question enough. Yeah, not too much. You don't you don't focus on the beer too much. You don't just yeah. We've got another beer by so and so. You you tell us from the brewery. You give us tasting notes, um, and a, and a, and a true honest. And that's the good thing about it is it's an honest opinion, which is what we try to say. When we first spoke about doing the show slightly different to how Steve and Mark had done it, we always said that the beer would become part of the show rather than just the focus mm. of the show. But also, the MO has to be, as it was before, basically, do we like it? Yeah. Well, let's go down to brass tacks. So we can say lots of words about beer or any drink or any consumable that you're trying. But the ultimate thing is, do you actually like it? Would you buy it? Yeah, and would I buy it again? Yes. And would you buy it again? Yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's the key thing. Um, so, you know, that has to be the starting point, and hopefully we have maintained that. And that's what we always strive to do. So if, the, if we do nothing else for the long, rambling two hours that we might sometimes <laughs> go on for, um, we always, always, always hope that at least we are giving an honest appraisal of what we're trying. We may not always say it in the right way, but hopefully it's an honest appraisal. Yeah. So, no, thanks for that. But that's, yeah, really that's what we, as listeners, that's what we want, is, is just your honesty, and we want some variety in styles of beer, but we want variety in the show as well, which is what you you are doing. You know, we've got the beer adventures, we've got the news. News is, is a great section for me, because it, it keeps me up to date a little bit on 
the industry as it is, and I might have missed something, you know. And then there's the beers, and it's yeah. That's good. It's, 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 no, it's, it's, uh, it's good to know yeah. because you know yeah, cheers, we, we, we also like the sections we do. We like the way it, it flows. Um, we're a little bit we're sometimes a little bit nervous about the news because sometimes we think the news might be a week ago, and then we record it comes out four days later. But no, that, that's good to know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I am going to bring it back to the beer. Yeah. Before we get into into your favourite beers, that yes. you listen to us drinking. Yeah. So um, I have now poured. Now? I have now poured the 2015 iteration of the Vintage Ale, and again, this feels. A little bit darker in colour. It's, it's, it's um, getting a lot darker. But I'm yeah. going to add again, the carbonation is looking very good on it. Cheers. Cheers. Now this has got, for me, definitely a Christmas cake yeah. kind of nose on it. The aromas have all been fairly, fairly similar, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, fine line between the aromas. Now, Ooh. full disclosure on this one for me. Ooh, the thickness is back. Yeah, Ooh, that's, uh, there's some spice cool, going yeah. on in there. It's a little bit of a burn at the little bit at the back. Yeah. Um, this one ha- holds a couple of uh, places for me. One, so 2015 was the year that I first met Michelle, and this was also the beer that we shared on our wedding day. Um, while everyone else had some fizzy stuff or maybe the pilsner, we we had this to share while we uh, did the toast to the various speeches and stuff. So this one has got a very special place to me. Even having said that, I have to admit I do really, really enjoy it. And that, but that spicy, almost like pepperiness, is uh, mm. new. Yeah, well, I'm I'm looking back at my tasting notes from 2016 on this one. Uh, I, I said light woody aroma on the initial taste. There's a hints of vanilla and caramel biscuit, full bodied with a light gingerbread finish. So I was obviously picking up a little bit of spice. Yeah, because and, the gingerbread and, and, and would give you that back then. Yeah. Um, and that's that's obviously coming through again in terms of what's going on on the finish there. Yeah. So, is it, but isn't it interesting how it develops? Because I, I had it in um, again as part of the tasting of the bottle shop that me and Michelle went to uh, with uh, John Keeling. Uh, I'd have graded it to a four at that point. Smooth and tasty. Think fruit cake, and you wouldn't be far off. ABV quite well hidden at that point. I wasn't getting the. Like that little bit of the gingerbread spiciness yeah. that's going on as well. Both times I've had it, I've given it a four as, as, as well. That's so good work. I, I think consistent there. Yeah, and there's, I can't think of a reason why you wouldn't. Yeah. So, Steve, how did you start compiling your... Well, like, knowing that you like a list. Yeah, I, I literally uh, I, I literally went back through every show and, and looked at the beers that we featured right. on each show and, and then decided which ones were real standouts for me. I've, I've, got, I've got six that are a real... I've got way more than six, but that's fine. We can do a few links, but I went right back to the start. Okay, so, well, my my first one wasn't until show 38. Really? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Okay, so I'm just going to name check a few bits. Yeah, yeah, you you carry on for a a minute. Uh, Highline. Cigar City, which you had brought over from the tap room. I'm not sure how that can be missed from your list. I, well, Steve's putting that really like, how did I miss that face? Well, <laughs> no, it's it's how did I miss that, but also at the same time, how do I not sound like a twat here? Because <laughs> cause yes, I, I I bought it over and we had it in cans, but yeah. that's never going to be having it fresh at the brewery tap in Tampa in Florida. Okay, true. Oh, yeah. But I so, had it as close as I could get y- to it. Yeah, so that's probably why it didn't make my list. A uh, couple of beers we had with the guys from Goose Island, Hallia. And the Bourbon County Stout 2015. Uh, one of those wouldn't have hit my list for a reason. Hell yeah. Because it's a <laughs> sour. sour. 
Uh, yeah, surprised I didn't put the... Uh, Bourbon County Stout 2015 stout is fantastic yeah. and still is. Um, Pirate Life, when we first discovered them, because that yes. was a bit of a wow moment, because it had been a little while since some of those beers had really whacked us, and their Imperial IPA, I, was, I haven't had their beers for ages because they've gone off my radar completely. I just don't see them. Yeah. But when we first tasted those, I thought that was excellent. We did a... Time and Tide Weird Beard Free Beer Show. Yes, that's that's where one of my first beers comes in. Oh, mm. so which one? Well, Call Your Friends, which which went on to become my beer of the year yeah. that year, and I actually called it in that show that you did. You it did. was it was so good that yeah. this has got to be my beer yeah. of the year. Um, it was a black coffee IPA. Yeah, but all three of those beers that very incredible. Were excellent. Yeah, that was like the pinnacle of it yeah okay so I've caught up with you so where, where are you next my next one's uh, episode 40 Goal. which was one of the shows with Justin where we got to Rady Cellar and we got to drink uh, a fairly original bottle of Magic Rocks bourbon barrel aged bearded oh, lady of course we did I've forgotten about that yeah um, so many thanks to Justin for allowing yeah. us to, to raid that one on that absolutely incredible it, it still saddens me that we don't see those big Magic Rock special bottles anymore because they were something special, that kind of screen printed yeah. bottle, yeah. The, the wax seal, everything. I think I think that's that's I just think in beer in general that's becoming a bit of a lost art is creating beautiful bottles because everything's about cans now. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's cheaper, it's easier. Yeah. I, I do get it from a commercial point of view. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Um going back to the the Justin one, so I think Justin was part of this show as well, is when we first got the beers from Cheshire Brewhouse by any chance yes <laughs> so this is the only time I've done this so this is when we were recording at the uh, bottle sh- at the bottle shop the off license in Shenfield at uh, Licorice and we had the case of beers from uh, Cheshire Brewhouse which inclu- included two of the heritage beers so this was my first proper introduction to heritage post being a Vova Steve yeah and the Govinda, I thought, were absolutely fantastic. And so I ordered a case on the way home on the train of beers. And then I also made sure that when we did uh, we did one of the beer tastings, we had someone come in to do the beer tasting, and Govinda was in there as well. Shock. I know. That yeah. was awful. It was yeah. terrible. And seriously, the Cheshire Brewhouse beers, all of the beers I've tried from them have been fantastic. Yeah, really good beers. Apart really from a bottle, in bottle, I don't get to see them down here, though, in the south. Yeah. So at some point... Visiting the Cheshire Brew House is on my list of places. Govinda was one of the first beers we had at the Vic Bottle Share. Was it? Yep. It's fantastic. Yeah. Really was really good. Good beer. I haven't really good beer. Had, again, taking the fact that we've had a chance to drink Steve's beers at his place. Definitely the best heritage yeah. beers I've, I've had outside of that. Yeah. What's the next for you then? Uh, next one for me was episode 53 where we featured Galway Bay's 200 Fathoms. That's on the list. Um, just absolutely stunning barrel aged imperial stout. Just thick, chocolatey, whiskey, warming notes going on in there. That was an end of, towards the end of the year show, wasn't yeah, it, as well? Yeah, really, really great beer, that yeah, one. Yeah, I really was, enjoyed that one. That was, I think that's the, uh, that was the second time I had it. And yeah, it's amazing beer. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. amazing beer. Um, what's next for you then? Uh, I've got episode 73, which was a beer from Brewdog, which was their Hinterland, which uh, was one of, from my stash, it was a EFP barrel aged exclusive 
of, of that beer that again took the original hinterland with being just a standard imperial stout putting it in whiskey barrels and turning it into something it was incredibly amazing. delicious it was amazing yeah, yeah. and Brewdog still do those beers well they do and thankfully they still put some of them in bottles yeah. as well yeah I like that yeah um, my next one will be a beer we have briefly mentioned already and from a show we've already mentioned the 120 minute IPA I've got that <laughs> yeah that's that's on my list again a beer that went on to become shortlisted for my beer of the year yeah. last year mm-hmm. um, as, as, as well you know, it was uh, the only reason it didn't make it for me last year is because obviously I had the wedding special yeah. from Adams. Otherwise, the 120 minute IPA would have made the beer of the year. Yeah. So again, thank you to Will Watkins for sending that through Just to us. Stunning beer. And I know that he'd said that he'd had one which wasn't quite up to the mark. And he was gutted that he probably sent us the wrong one. Yeah, because the <laughs> one we had, we, we think was the right one. Yeah. Was banging. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. banging. So yeah. that was definitely on there. Yeah, and and then just uh, the last one for me um, was in, in in our last show actually episode ninety nine um, was everything that we drank on, on that show <laughs> wow. because I, I enjoyed every one of those beers equally. It no, was just it was just a brilliant show. No particular standout. Uh, no, they were all standout in their own way. We had we had the homebrew from current number one fan Sean the the, the rhubarbly wine. Which was which was stunning. Yeah, we had Mad we, Hatter. We, we had Mad Hatter, which you can't get anymore. So for its own reasons, that's great. We we had that 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 stunning Camden Beer Twenty Nineteen Imperial Barrel Aged Brute Pilsner, or or, or or whatever it was. We did some Petersburg from Thornbridge, and then some more more ridiculous barrel aged stuff from Porterhouse, and then we finished on a Fuller's IPA. Yeah. I, I mean they were all incredible beers <laughs> well, it was, it was in, a, in one show. It was a very good show. I think I worked from home the next day. That sounds oh, like a good evening. evening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a very good evening. We we know how to do an end of year show. Yes, yeah. If, if nothing else, yeah, we definitely had it there. And yeah, yeah. I mean, there, but you know, there have been so many other uh, fantastic beers we've had the chance to try on the show. It was actually quite a struggle to narrow it down to any sort of site manageable list, to be honest. Well, yeah, I like I say, I got it down to six because otherwise I would have literally been talking all day yeah. uh, about beers because we have done some amazing beers. Yeah. You know, 422 of them. Out of that, I mean, there's there's only been a very, very small percentage that we've probably not enjoyed. Oh, I yeah. Think, I think we've enjoyed most of yeah, those yeah. beers that we've featured. We've all just finished the 24th. 2015 yeah um, I know. back fin- in time fi- final thoughts on the, the the vintage ale from that year it's hard to carry on using sort of similar superlatives but they are getting a little bit darker a little bit thicker there's a little feels like a little bit more going on I don't know whether I, I still can't tell whether any of them hit, hit peak though I'll be honest yeah, that's that's interesting you, you say that because um, for me so far other than the 2019, which I doesn't don't think is quite there yet, that's been my least favourite, the, the, the 2015. And I think it's because of that spicy characteristic that I was picking up at the end of it. Which yeah. it wouldn't be your favourite characteristic in a beer no, anyway. No, not necessarily. So It was when, um, it was when somebody mentioned gingerbread. That was I was, Steve, Steve. I yeah. was like, oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, I, I mean... Think, if you, you know, it'll be interesting because the, the next one I'm going to pour is the 2014 and we have only got two left after that one and the last one I definitely haven't had. Well, I've, I've had it, but like I said, I've got no notes about it so we'll, we'll see what happens when we we're come all, on to We're it, all so. going in blind from now. While you're pouring the 2014 for us, Martin, um, Rich has got 
a second round of the quiz for us. Second round. And, a second and, round, which and, we haven't ruined. Hopefully. And hopefully we haven't ruined any of these questions. On, on, I don't on think you have this time. Oh, okay, hey. excellent. What I so what I failed to mention was uh, when we were talking about favourite moments. Um, one of mine was the Crimbo Crawl um, in Manchester in the December just gone. It was just lovely to meet Everyone people. Steve, <laughs> I'd, I'd already met Steve. Um, what, what's going on? Just oh, come on, you abused him at the end of the evening. <laughs> He can't have loved you at that point. <laughs> most of most of Saturday, we call it. Um, it was just nice, you know, when you when you talk to people on Twitter week in week out, um, and you have the same interests, and then to actually meet some of these people, for me was a was a really good experience. So I, I, I've I've based the next round or the the this round of the quiz on Crimbo Crawls. Oh, oh, this. Wait. Which bit of the Crimbo Crawls, early on or? Well, oh, this right, could okay. be a struggle for me. Can we say cheers before we start then? Yes, let's, let's do a... We'll, in, we'll, in this one. Here's we'll, to the Fuller's Vintage Ale, rather well carbonated, 2014. Again, yeah, and darker yeah. once again. Lovely head, head and lacing is... Again, this smells... Oh, there's there's a lot more fruitcake going yeah. on. Yeah, this, this hasn't got any spiciness on the no. ground anyway. It even feels soft on the nose. Oh, that is good. No, that is softer. Oh, that so is really soft. nice. So right, soft. So let's see. When did I when did I last have twenty fourteen? Uh, I've had it two times, and last time again was that same February tasting, twenty eighteen yeah. with John Keeling. The time before that was twenty fourteen. I, I did one on a show in December twenty fifteen, which would have been an old beer o'clock remark. Uh, I gave it four point five on on that show, but I've got no notes about no it notes. because it was where the notes would have been in the show. It's about it's yeah, it's up there in the high fours. Yeah, this is all uh, soft, soft, soft fruits, oh, soft caramel as well. Yeah, there for me, it's uh, that's delicious. And there's oh, fruit, one of the little uh, bit more fizz on it though. Yeah, just Carp- just a little bit more. I mean, look, yeah. yeah, look at the carbonation. This on that. is bottled yeah. five and a half years ago. Yeah. I mean, that is perfect. That's yeah. great carbonation. Yeah. The head is still there. Bit of lacing on the glass. No boozy burn either. No, no. That's again, really soft. Going, going back to the last one that we did, the 2015, which I, I said I didn't enjoy as much as the others, that one still feels a little bit unbalanced. For me. Yeah. And I think, I think that, that, again, that might, that might come out in ageing with, with the 2015. This one feels incredibly well balanced right this now. Is, yeah, this is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Right, we're ready right. for the quiz. Let's have anyway, the Crimbo Crawl quiz. Up to three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so, question one: We all know that the 2017 Crimbo Crawl was in Sheffield, but what Christmas film was watched the week after the crawl? Die Hard. Hard. Exactly. Surely, surely. <laughs> it's it's the best Christmas film. And it is a Christmas film, um, Riverman Bruce. For those yeah, that uh, don't believe it's a Christmas film, welcome to the party. Yeah. I honestly thought that, was, that question was going to be, and what pub do you not remember going to? <laughs> no, no, we all know the answer to that because you always, always mention it. So question two, during the Manchester, or the most recent Crimbo Crawl, what food were you two supposed to try, but you didn't? Oh, the Scotch egg? Manchester egg. Manchester egg. And what is a Manchester egg? Is that the one with the black pudding and the hot yolk? Or hot 
Bordeaux. I'm all down to my right. <laughs> I think it's Sean one. was the one. It's not, it's, not, it's not Nugs and it's not Beige. <laughs> yeah, it's just Nugs and Beige would be Is my Is it the black pudding with the hot yolk? Or? It's it's a pickled egg oh. covered with black pudding and oh, sausage meat. But I have done a pickled egg since then. You have? I've done a pickled egg. When we went on the Howling Hops. I did a, I did, did yeah, a pickled yeah. egg. Now this one might get you. Question three. How did Steve open the Bristol... Bristol? Bristol. Bristol. <laughs> Crimbo Crawl show? And you have to get this word for word. What, as in on the Sunday morning? Yes. There's a very poignant moment that happened just before and you <clears throat> and you made a point of opening the show with very specific words. So, well, obviously it would have been the normal welcome to opinions. Yes. Was there... I don't know if it happened later or if it happened before... Was there a dog excitedly barking in the background? Well, I wish I'd listened to that version, but no. Oh, okay. Poignant. So, this is December 2018. Correct. There are you, me, Clayton, Vicky and Simon recording, sitting down in the Moore tap room. We were in the Moore tap room, but there was, there was also someone else was there. Ronnie was there. Was it a reference to Ronnie sitting no. in the corner? No. no. You said poignant. Oh. Do you want me to put you out your misery? Someone passed away? <laughs> no. Did we lose someone in the criminal corner? I can't remember. It, was more, <laughs> it wasn't losing. It was more winning. No. No? You opened it with welcome to the award winning podcast. Oh. Oh. It was just after you had won Is your... That poignant? It was your yeah. it was your uh, first time we used award award winning. after winning your award, yeah. yes. Probably first and last actually. I think that's the only time we actually <laughs> used that in an inch. <laughs> and I've got here live in the Moore Tap room with Clay and Simon and Vicky. So you you got the details there. Just missed the award winning bit. The award winning, yeah. yeah. I remember the people first. Question four is a nice easy one. How did myself, Steve and Emma end the Friday night at the recent Manchester? Crimbo Crawl. Not that. Drinking gin. Drinking gin and ordering takeaway McDonald's to get delivered to the hotel bar. We, we got Uber <laughs> delivered yeah. nuggets yeah. to the hotel bar. Yeah. <laughs> there were some very strange looks then when this guy turned yeah, it was up. Quite, it was quite a nice hotel bar you had. <laughs> and, we, and we were all sitting there eating nugs and drinking gin and tonic. Nugs and drinking gin and tonic. Gosh. So the final question is what was described as the hottest pub in the world after the Sheffield Crimbo Crawl. Hottest? Was well, it physically hot? I can't remember. Oh, stumped them. No, no, I seriously can't remember. No, no, I've got it. Oh. It was um, the. Fat Cat on Canham Island. It was the Fat Cat. Oh, that was baking. <laughs> yeah. Now I remember. Fat cat. Yeah. It's because it was it's small. I was I was literally going pub by pub in my mind, and I was <laughs> like, hang on, hang on. There was somewhere where we we all had to take our Christmas jumper because there was quite a few people who had Christmas jumpers on Not that me. year as well, and a lot of people were like, no, it's too hot in here. Got to get the jumper off. There we go. So your knowledge of Crimbo Crawls fairly 
Well, it's better than the Rutland and Arms. Yeah, probably that one. <laughs> well, yeah, that narrows it and, down. And the last <laughs> quarter of what happened in Bristol. Um, <laughs> and and beer moth in Manchester. Yes, yeah. But thanks for that, Rich. Really, no, really appreciate you taking the effort and that together. I mean, there, there are some there are some bits in there that I just literally would never have remembered. No. On the, without that, even, so, with, even with the questions, it's almost like a prompt, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So thank you very much for that, indeed. Um, so while we're looking back, let's uh, let, let's do a, a, another countdown. So this is um, going back to the polls again. Four down to two. So at number four, which was on the fourth of August, twenty nineteen. When you have the choice, which list would you normally look at first, cask or keg? Eight hundred ninety-two votes. Very evenly split this one. Forty-seven percent of people go for cask. Fifty-three percent going for keg. I'm still cask. You'll always be cask. Cask till you die, you. Yeah, but that's what I start with because I can't replicate cask anywhere than in the pub. That is a, that, and I think you made that point on the show. Yeah. Yes, and I think I agreed with you on the show. So I don't see why I'm now sitting here being surprised that <laughs> that being your statement. See, I used to be cask. I'm now keg. I will always look at the keg list first. Yeah. I'll, I'll look at it first and then I'll have a look and see what's on cask because I kind of almost want to know what I'm going to go to once I've drunk the cask. It's just like looking at the dessert menu before you've had your starter and main. Oh, always. Who doesn't do that? <laughs> yeah, always. Me. <laughs> yeah, there's something wrong with you. There really is. Because if they're cheese, I'm going to have cheese anyway, but if it's a normal dessert, I'm not bothered. Ah, oh, well, not so sure about that one. I, 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 <laughs> like I say, I'll, I'll look at both, but I'm, I'm always going to look at cake first. Because cause I know that's where I'm going to end up. Do you think cask might have changed recently as well, though? Because there's a lot more what I would class as craft cask. So I have a I have one hand pump dedicated for what I class as craft cask. So recently I've had Wonder Beyond on cask. I've had various uh, Northern had Burning Monk, Sky. Burning well, Sky. Um, traditionally, you'd go into a pub and it would be traditional cask brewers whereas nowadays there's a lot more modern brewers doing casks so sometimes I might have a look to see if they've got a little bit of a a crafty cask on there I, th- I think it's one we're going to end up coming back to yeah. again in some Absolutely, format yeah. moving forward because especially now you've added the nuance of crafty cask the, the conversation is still going yeah. on well, the, the, with the cloud water yeah. cask release and yeah, yeah. Uh, number three this was the 18th of May, 2019. Um, would you return a beer to the bar if it was off? Yes or no? 894 votes. Yes, 96%. And there's that 4% of knowers again. Seriously, them four. Saying, it must be the same It's the same 4%. four. Get in the sea. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, I mean, do we need to even discuss this one? If a beer is off... It's take off. it back. It's off. Take it back. Get yeah. a new one. Yes. That's it. Done. Yeah, we don't, we don't need to discuss that one anymore. Tying into about, you know, the most important skill for bar stuff. It actually takes, I think it takes a lot for someone to bring something back. Yeah. Especially in this country. Well, I think we're quite reticent at bringing something back that we don't think is right. So if we do, just take it as red. Challenge it, and I will remember you've challenged it, and I might not come back. Yeah. So yeah, you might get away with that one, but then you won't get any future sales from me. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number two on the top 10 polls that we've run of all time uh, 25th of November 2018 this one are you a fan of cashless pubs bars taprooms 
1,214 votes. This was the first time we broke the 1,000 mark. This. Massive amount of, of, of responses to this. Yes and no again. Yes, 54%. No, 46%. Really close again. Really close again. And I'm also wondering if that, bearing in mind that that is 18 months ago now, and how far we've moved in terms of a cashless society now, whether if we did that one again, what would the results be? Yeah. Now? Well, let's not opine. Let's hold it okay. and ask it again. Because I reckon that must change because people's habits have changed. Yeah, well, and it'd be interesting yeah. to see what our listeners want. So, yeah. again, if you're listening now thinking, yes, actually, my view on that poll has changed, let us know and we'll run that poll again. Yeah. And, are there, and are there more places available that are cashless? Yeah. Because that's... that's well, the, I, think, I think there are now. Yeah. I actually think there are Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah, so we've only one more to go on, on the top ten, but we're going to come back to come that. Come back to that one. That one, later on. Um, we are almost through our 20... I've lost lost the year we're on. 2014. 2014. This is delicious, isn't it's it, so this one? This is like... I mean, this is liquid Christmas cake for me. This feels like what 2018 might turn out to be as well. Mm. Well, that's good, because I've got one at home still. So 2018 and 2014 so are feeling fairly akin. Yeah. And I actually yeah. don't know if there's many similarities or not, but it feels like 2018 is going to make its way down the 2014 pathway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that one, I'm drinking that in. I'm getting some warmth coming back down the nostrils on that. That's beginning to really show what it's got. Yeah. The latest, I've just finished mine, and... I mean, it's, a pro- it's a proper rinse now. The, the lacing is the, the is, uh, is just covered. In fact, I mean, we might need to move on to our secondary glasses. Yeah, well, I think uh, the secondary uh, glasses. Uh, at this point, actually, that's good. We have we have a backup set of glasses. So thank you, Richard. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Um, so I think the 2013 and 2012 we're going to go into the backup glasses because uh, this is leaving a really good coating oh, on the inside. So of the good. Glass. It's, it's left the coating on the inside of my was, mouth. That was as as, as well. Great I mean, that, beer. Is, that is incredible. That one. Yeah. So I'll I'll get the 2013 ready. Okay. While you're doing that, we are going to move on to uh, a, a bit of a catch-all in terms of things that are left to chat about okay. in terms of what we've done. So for, for you and I, Martin, it will be places we've enjoyed visiting as a, as a result of the podcast. Um, but but for Rich and, and for all of us, uh, it's going to be a discussion about some of the favourite guests and collabs that we've done as, as, as part of the show as well. So it, it was really difficult for Martin and I to sit here and talk about who our favourite guests have been without sounding like we've got favourites. Yeah. Um, they so, know it's me. So, so, so Rich, <laughs> in terms of, again, from a listener point of view, who, who have been some of the people that you've really enjoyed listening to on the show? Um. I mean, some of these have been mentioned before, um, but again, these are my personal sort of my personal choices of shows that I've I've enjoyed listening to the guests that have been on the show instead of just you two chatting about beer and other bits. Sounds like he quite looks forward to that. Bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this one was mentioned earlier, so I, I've got in there opinions eight and nine, the Goose Island two-parter. Um, I just loved the, the the passion of the guys and the history of the brewery, and um, it, you managed to stay there for most of the time, which was okay. which was good. Yeah, because uh, well, there was no wandering. Could, was, could, could, could we like you, you know <laughs> we're going into a new age of opinions now? So new can decade. We just, can we just stop that. 
now? The, the references to me wandering off? Okay. Honestly, no. No. <laughs> yeah. But maybe if I stop doing it, we, we can stop referencing yeah, it. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that 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 was obviously an earlier opinions. Um, I've since been to Goose Island Tap Room, and and you can see that what the guys were talking about resonates in their bar as well, and the, and the beers that they brew there. It's a it's just a great place to go and. That was a good show for me, um, and I'm sure many other people enjoyed it. Um, another one we've mentioned was uh, what, not really a guest, but it was more of you being guests on a different show, which was Opinions 32, which was the Craft Beer Hour. Oh, okay. I just love the fact, listening to you two just trying to put in tweets and talk and oh, yeah. drink beer try, and try, trying to manage it's just basically yeah. micro uh, multitask well, micromanage micromanage and multitask um, it did put your skills uh, to a test and it actually came out as a really good show thank um, you it just and like you were saying earlier you know you want to get in, in touch with Tom at Craft Beer Hour and do it again or or something so it'd be lovely to or see something similar yeah, or, know, know, or even get Tommy as a, as a guest on your I know, show I, I know or... Tom was quite happy with the results of that because as, as I said earlier I'm putting it out as a as a live show without any editing he was really grateful for that because actually what it what it showed people is how challenging it it is to host craft beer mm. hour and to stay on top of all of what's going on and we, we not only did that but at the same time as managing Craft Beer Hour, we were still recording our podcast. Yeah. So we were still talking about what yeah. was going on. We were still drinking beer and we were still getting involved. And to do that, I mean, all the prep that's gone in today, to do just today's show and the, the previous shows I've been in, like been involved in, to then have to do something else on top of that, it, it's quite a, a, a task to do, I suppose. Um, my next one, and I don't... I, I don't really want to go too much into this one because it speaks for itself, but it was Opinions 87, which was the Mark Johnson show. And that's... I don't think that's what it was called, but afterwards... <laughs> Probably should have been. But, but afterwards, <laughs> it was the Mark Johnson show. It was it was super interesting. There was loads of uh, listener content. And and the guy is just a, a... He's just a great guy to listen to, you know, um, I've, I've read a few of his blogs. Um, Even though he tried to sneak off at the... He, he didn't crawl. try to sneak off. No, he, he did, did sneak, sneak off. off. He did sneak off. Yeah. That was when Steve woke up. Which he's still not addressed. <laughs> that's, that, that's like possibly the second or third time we've mentioned this on the podcast now. Okay, we know Mark, Mark listened. Okay, yeah. Mark Johnson. He's, he's still not addressed the fact that he just walked off. Can you please address this for Steve? Because <laughs> well, Steve and Martin. Yeah. And Martin. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but... No, no, no. Oh, Steve was the one that I got... saw him. Saw, I saw yeah. him wander off, and I didn't. I don't know. I might have wandered off to say, "Oh, where are you going?" But don't wander off. Yeah. Just say yeah. Um, another recent one that I, I personally um, really enjoyed um, was the Seba show that you did. Um, listening to James talking about the future of Seba, the fact that he was he was big enough and brave enough to sit there and say that Seba have had a bad rep in the past and they've not done what they should have done as somebody that works with small breweries on a day to day basis for him to turn around and, and admit that do you know what we could do a bit more and, and we will do a bit more I think that's a positive in the beer industry I think it's a positive for small independent breweries 
Um, they do need to have bigger breweries on board with them if they want to go and challenge the government, if they want to go and get reduction in beer duty, they need some oomph behind them. And he he sounded, the, listen to the show, he sounded as if he's the guy, he's the guy that actually has got the the narcs to go and do it. So that to me was a was a great show. I think he also knows how political circles work. Yeah. So his background in PR marketing, mm. working with political parties. He's a young guy. Very well, very very good speaker. Oh, very good. Yeah, brilliant. Very eloquent. Yeah. Um, I, I I really enjoyed going back to. I enjoyed our Seba trilogy. I know. Well, I know we like it. Was, it was an accidental trilogy yeah. as well, wasn't it? We never intended it to yeah. be so that we, way. We had, we had grassroots with, uh, you know, Leon C. Yeah. Then we we had Jaegerwise, who's now taking on the mantle for she Seba. Was, she was yeah. in the London area. Fantastic. And then we had. James, was it James? Was it James? James was in the middle. James yeah, in the middle. Like, yeah, and, and then, then and yeah, James was after. who's like taking over the mantle at Seaver. So it was a really, really good conversation with about similar sort of things with three very different outlooks as well. Um, but you, you are right. I think James, it's probably what Seaver needed. He, he's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. No, for certain, not at all. But. The old it, what he has done is he's definitely using social media better. It's the yeah. it's the old school that aren't gonna understand it, but well, it's not the old school that he doesn't need to appeal to the established. He needs to appeal yeah. to the people who have been left behind or want to be part of it. And he, I think he's he's definitely set up to do that. Definitely set up to do there's, that. There's, to me, there's a basic theory. It's it's you know there's there's a massive issue with the amount of pubs that are closing day after day and for me you need to keep pubs open to keep breweries running because there's no point having loads of breweries if they've got nowhere to sell beer to agreed because breweries need to... aren't the answer are they you can't have it's, it's a certain amount of the answer yeah. it will take some but if you're if you're brewing fresh from your brewery and, and popping it into your tap room you're doing it differently to a pub you have to have pubs to sell the real ale you have to have the breweries to sell the real ale to the pubs but you also have to have an understanding government and other people to actually make it financially viable for breweries to be able to sell beer to the pubs so the pubs can stay open Mm -hmm. to me it's black and white Unfortunately, and and this is where I hope Seba can come in and actually reduce beer duty and support independent breweries. We're a massive supporter of independent breweries, so good luck to James and and, and his his people. So that one really resonated with you. That to me, really, it does. Definitely. It definitely does. Yeah, it, it was one of my my sort of eye-opening moments because it was like, actually, do you know what? Yeah, there's loads of organisations that claim to want to do this so and changed your opinion a bit about Seabrook very much so very much so I came, I came in I came in with a with a very low opinion of, of Seba but an uneducated opinion you know because you hear a lot of things oh Seba's bad Seba's bad and I was like why are Seba bad so let me look into it and then when you had him on the show, he was like, when he agreed and he said, look, you know, it's not been the best run for us, but I'm here to change it and I'm going to do that. 
I thought fair play to him. It, it, it's it's great, you know. And if if pubs don't close or if if less pubs close because he's his work, fair play. Well, that's good because we we weren't sure because you know, Siba has been quite a divisive mm. organisation in the past, same as Camera. So it's hard to know whether how it how it would feel. <laughs> Now, I have two people uh, around who are itching to get into the 2013. So I think the first thing we should do is... Cheers. Cheers, Cheers, gentlemen. Once again, it's very dark on its appearance. Yep. Less carbonation this time? Less carbonation. Just a little bit. So, but still very well conditioned. Yeah. It's it's still leaving a lot of lacing around the glass. Same colouring as well. Yeah, because I think we've hit peak darkness on the beers. Now there's a booziness. Oh, is there ever? Now there's a booziness. And I've got to say at this point as well, many thanks to Fuller's for donating this one to us. They they gifted us this, this particular beer. Can I just ask you, Steve? <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> so we talked about this show about a year ago, weren't it? We did, Jess. And we, we, we noticed there was a few gaps in our... Our range. Well, we at the point we noticed there was one gap because uh, well no there, there were possibly two gaps. We then had uh, a listener offer us uh, the next beer that who we'll mention, which is the 2012, which left us a gap of the 2013. So we thought, why not? Let's reach out to Fuller's. Yeah, because we looked online and it was expensive to buy. Yeah. So having had a good relationship with Fuller's in the past, we literally reached out to their PR team and said, look, this is what we're aiming to do. We'd like to do a full run. We're one beer missing. Is there any chance you can gift us the bottle? They came back within, literally within five minutes of me sending the email, I said, yeah, absolutely, give us, give us your address, we'll send it through to you. A week later, the announcement came that they had sold out. Yeah. Now, I'm wondering... I wish we'd asked for more bottles. I, I wish we'd asked for the 1997. Asked for 97. Because I think they knew they were going, and they were like, yeah, we'll give it all away. Oh, we've got loads of it here. Seriously, we're doing a show because we've been recording podcasts since 1997. Have you really, sir? Yeah. We need all the beers back to, back to yeah. there. But, um, but no. and, and there's five of us on the podcast, so we need <laughs> two five of each Yeah, beer. that's it. All that to one side, though, we are grateful to Fuller's. Yes. At the time, when it was their previous PR team set up, very different now, uh, for, for gifting us this beer, because otherwise we probably wouldn't have been able to have done the run. No. Um, because it, it's very expensive at this point when you start getting into these beers. Um, but, but yeah, that is... There's a lot of boozy characteristics on that coming through now. Yeah, so I first had... I've only had this once, and it was in uh, mid, mid in summertime 2015. And my comments are untapped. Um needs longer to round off but how wonderful it's all I've written okay um, I did this in 2013 as my 12 beers of Christmas as one of my 12 beers of okay. Christmas beers uh, wrote no notes about it but gave it 4 stars I gave it I gave it 4 as well so um, it's interesting to see how in I mean Rich is right this is the boozy burn straight away booziest of There's the all booziest yeah it is it's and and it's it's a little bit more astringent on the finish as well. Yeah, There's, the, the smoothness is the smoothness Don't. from the past yeah, is gone. Oh, this is light years away from the year before. Oh yeah, without a doubt, mm. With, without a doubt. This on, on that cuts cuts yeah. off. Yeah, and yeah, there is a I don't want to, metallic almost a little bit. Yeah, at coppery. the end. Yeah, coppery. Yeah. While while we're drinking this, then let's let's go through the last couple of things that we need to cover off. So first of all, while we're talking about people that have had on the show, 
Um, we've done quite a lot of collabs yep. with, with other podcasts um, because we just we just love chatting to people. We love yeah. working with other people. Um, what have been your highlights in in, in terms of all of those? Um, I mean, I've already mentioned River and Brews, obviously. Um, first time we met the guys, we went. We just went out for drinks. We didn't do the collab with them. We just went out for drinks yeah, and chat. just to get to know them. Yeah, and that works really well. And I think all the stuff we've done with them since has followed on from that. Obviously, the clamps we've done the Irish beer snobs. Enjoyed those. Wayne and Janice. Enjoyed those thoroughly, yeah. Loved them both. Um, I hope to see them again this year. Uh, men behaving badly. That's that's on my list. Because, obviously, we hadn't met them before. Yeah. You know, um, we're a very different age range. Yeah. From the from the guys in Men Behaving Badly. Uh, Rich, you got to meet them for the first time. I did. On the Manchester Beer Crawl. I got, I got stitched up, though, because I ended up with a T-shirt and not the bottle of beer. Is that stitched up? It's just I mean, how the names the come t-shirt, down the, the t-shirt, if you look after it, can last you forever. Yeah, that's very the true, beer, they will drink that's one very, day. It's very true, yeah. Um, which we do want to hear the review of on the show at some point. No putting it in the loft either. Um, <laughs> and we did the dark beer collaboration. That's what I've got written in my notes. <laughs> dark beers for the boys. Um, and so we did, uh, so they came to London. We recorded at my workplace. Uh, we did a bit of a half and half, our show, their show. And then we went to the pub afterwards as well. Yeah. It was a baggy night. And we knew they weren't fans of dark... Well, one of them in particular isn't a fan yeah, of dark Ashley. beers. So, so we tried to select some beers that would kind of change his mind. And then after <laughs> we had done all of that, we whipped out a bottle of Brewdog barrel-aged icebox <laughs> at 26%, which oh. literally blew their minds yeah. in terms of beers that they've ever had. I mean, to be fair... It blew our minds as well. It did blow our minds as well, but I, I, I did really enjoy that one. The, the other one for me in terms of clubs, you've already mentioned this one earlier on um, in one of your show highlights, was the one that we did with Roland um, from Has Been, um, yeah. where we did the coffee, oh, the, and, coffee. the coffee and beer crossover, looking at how coffee, different types of coffee has been used in different types of beers. Um, and, and for me, still the thing that sticks with me to this day is that instant coffee isn't real coffee. See, See that, I'm not a coffee uh, drinker. I can't stand coffee, whether it's instant or beans or pretty much in a beer. But the one thing that stuck with me was the fact that instant coffee isn't coffee. Isn't basically, coffee. instant coffee is like as if you're in the Matrix, this is how coffee would taste. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is what we want you to think coffee tastes yeah. like, it's, so it's we're really going to flavour it that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Was, uh, that was bonkers. Mind-blowing. That was bonkers. It still blows my mind to this day. <laughs> a- absolutely. But it so, was a, it's a brilliant fact. Yeah. So those have been that, those have been some, some of the favourite collabs that yeah. we've done, and I'm sure we'll continue to do that with other podcasts in, in, in the future, because I think, I think podcasting, we're getting more and more... What are you whispering about? He, did, he didn't mention me. You're not really a clab. Oh, right. Okay. You don't, you don't do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, true. Um, the, we're seeing more We've more already mentioned podcasts. our Sparkers <laughs> and Pub episodes as our favourite episodes. And we're trying to... We'd like to work with as many of those, that, that, yeah. those, those podcasts. Definitely. I'm sure we will again. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So, final thing for us to, to, to look back on, um, before we get to the number one opinions poll, is um, some of the favourite places we've been to. As, as a result of this podcast that we've been doing for the last hundred so 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 so, so places that we've visited well we've done Dublin three times off the back of the show we have yeah I mean that's on my list twice so all tech all tech the first time because yeah. you've been there the year before Miles I had yeah um, we went over there fantastic and still I, found, I still thought it was a fantastic festival especially the Saturday afternoon when the rugby was on as well 
brilliant, uh, lovely space, really well thought out, really well, well designed. Uh, but obviously the two visits we've done to Guinness and having a bit of time to spend in Dublin as well. Love Dublin, love going over there, catching up the beer snobs every time as well. Yeah. Dublin. Dublin's always a favourite. Dublin's so high up on the list. I've got a couple of others that again have already been mentioned. Newcastle for the Crimbo Crawl. Oh. And massive thanks to, to, to Miles for sorting out that route for yep. us. So we literally had to do nothing that day well, other than turn up and drink. Yeah, and uh, we, we we didn't get reined in at the free trade-in that day, We Steve. didn't get stuck at the free trade-in, which was unfortunate. With that dangerous weather. Every, every time you go to Newcastle, you should always try your hardest to get weathered in at the at free, free trade-in. Trade because it is one of the greatest pub views. Will, well, it is the greatest pub view in the country. It's I, will try and, I will try and book that in. Yeah. Um, the other one is uh, going to Sheffield for the Crimbo Call. Yeah. Uh, I have got in my notes Rutland Arms. Question mark. I'm, I'm sure the place exists. There's photographic evidence of us being inside and outside, no, but none it? of us remember. No, no, someone has a picture of me inside of a beer. There isn't a picture of me. No. You and there's a picture of Clayton coming out. Yeah. Um, and then the last one for me, again, one we mentioned earlier on, uh, which you mentioned as one of your favourite shows, was, 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 well, our visit to Marble for Opinions 86, which was fantastic. But just Manchester in general, as, as a result of this show, we've probably been there three, four, maybe five times. Yeah. It's got to be one of our favourite beery destinations in the oh, UK. Easily. So Crimbo Crawl was the last one. We've done Marble. We went up there with Wayne and Janice as well. And I've been there separately just because it's now on my radar. And I just, I just want to go there. Yeah, I, I, I just I, I want to live there. <laughs> I, w- I want to move the free trade in and its view to Manchester <laughs> and live there okay it might not be quite the same if you did that no I know but then I if know. you were in Manchester you'd be a lot closer to the free trade in anyway but if I was in Manchester I wouldn't need the free trade in because I'd have the Marble Arch so but you don't to be fair to the Marble Arch you don't have a view you don't need one because you've got the view inside uh, I still want the view I don't mind the view from the trade in if I could be an hour closer to the view from the trade-in that's not a bad thing is it no it's not, it's not a bad thing at all so so i think as, as a result of all that I, I think it's probably fair to say that that the last hundred shows have been brilliant in in terms of beers that we've drunk people that we've met places that we've gone and, and just some of the conversations that you and i have had as a, as, as a result of it yeah and also the interaction whether that be purely on twitter or even better when we get to meet people as well. Mm. And we do enjoy meeting people. Yeah, I love it. We really do. You know, when you get that chance to meet people, chat to them, say, you know, you've got a sense for who people are and, you know, you you feel like you know them and then you actually get to meet them and they just reinforce the belief that actually, you know, we're right about that. Yeah. We're right about you. We, we loved what you were saying before. Now that we've met you, we love it even more as well. And that's what's, especially with the Crimbo Crawls, that's why the Crimbo Crawls were so good. That's why the Summer Sesh, I'm sure, would be so good as well. I think it'll be great, yeah. Just yeah. to get to meet people, either re-meet or meet for the first time, yeah. Yeah. it's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely all of those highlights for me. I, I never knew where this would go. No, I, I didn't. And it's just, it continues to grow. And the reason why it continues to grow is because both of <coughs> us are passionate about what we do. But it's it's we, we've said this so many times. It's not just about us. This continues to grow because of the people that listen to this show and the people that interact with us and engage with us, and a lot of the time give us the content for the show. And and we say it 
so many times we, we, without our listeners we're nothing and yeah. and and that 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 resonates with me as much today as it did when we first started this and i think i think let's raise let's raise a glass to our listeners well i'll raise on, on, my on glass of beer I, I, i've still got a little bit of beer um you know we said this was a bit of a more challenging beer how, how have you done with this rich uh, it, it went rich has just rich has just smashed it like about it was. about five minutes ago it you know were we talking just, too it, much for you just no, it, it, down it, the beer no it just got better and better and next thing i knew it was it was gone that one's still a little bit of hard work for me <coughs> yeah it's, it's still a bit stringent on finish it, it feels as though I don't know. I don't know whether it's gone past its best, or I don't. I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. Or one. maybe it's just it's just different. It's just different and doesn't tick the box we wanted to be. Yeah. Because at the moment, I'm in 2018 and 2014. Cap. Why are you t- tying up my plate? I might have more cheese. I'll have more um, cheese. I'll just. Why? It's like being at home. That's what Michelle does <laughs> before I finish my food. Just while you're finishing your beer, yeah. Um, let's go in with the number one poll. The, Come on. The, the, so this is the poll that's had the most votes. Uh, out of all of those many, many polls that we've done. Um, this was on the 7th of July 2019, and the question was simply preferred size of pre-packaged beer, 330, 4 mil tea, 440, or 500. What did you say? 4, four, four mil tea. <laughs> Just, I was hoping you, no one noticed that. Uh, or 500. Uh, votes, 1,305. Um, the one winning out was 440. 44%, 330, 34%, 522%. Now, interestingly, we also did this poll back in July 2016, so just before you came on board, Martin, and we asked the same question, but with different measurements. So it was 330, 500, and 660. Back then, 330 won out by 56%, but there was only 208 votes. So it was interesting to see how public perception had changed from... 330 mil being the preferred size to 440 mil being the preferred size. And also, 660 doesn't really appear on the radar 660 anymore. doesn't exist anymore, really, does it? Uh, other than other than specials. So, in in terms of our views on this, what what what's our preference in terms of pre-packaged? I mean, we're, in in that particular poll and going forward from this point and forever on, I will always be 330 because I'm 330. I, I, I think I think 440s have have just gone too far in. Let's put everything in 440 because that's what the public wants. I mean, we've all, we've, I'm pretty certain we've both been quoted and saying we like 440s and certain beers. We've both said it at some point. But you said it about the beer you had in here as one of your 12 mm. beers for Christmas. Um, so there are definitely going to be exceptions to the rule. But I still don't need 500 mils of unhuman cannibal. I loved 500 mils of un- unhuman yeah. cannibal, but it would have been much better as a 330. And also, most fridges. Are better designed for 330 can size than 440s and 500s. So if you're being practical, whether that be in a pub or at home, 330s sit a lot better than 440s. And what about home? 330 seems like the perfect pour. Yeah. Because if you want a bit more, you don't mind it. But once you've opened a 440 or 500, there's nowhere else to go. You have to finish it. Absolutely. Yeah. Rich, I'm so glad you just said that about the fridges. Which bit? About the fridges. fridges. Because I, I had the option of buying in for the pub the the new Cannibal range. But the problem is... They don't fit. They don't fit. I'd have to take all of bits and pieces out to put three lines of beer in. Uh, it just... There's room... 
<laughs> wrong saying. There's market for every size of can. Depends on what beer you put in that can. So we were talking earlier, you look at, we're all used to the 330 mils. If you want a stronger beer, you want smaller pouring. 440 is the fashionable can. Five 500 mil, you know, you've got some beers that go in there. Certain breweries now have started doing cans in 250 mils. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean, I think they're still the exception, but I like the idea of it. If you put a, a, a 12% Imperial Stout in a 250 mil can, or you've got a 12% Imperial Stout in a 440-500, I know which one I'm picking. And it's not like it's that unusual. I mean, Becks have always done their beers in 275 bottles. It's that, they have, but it's, that's an interesting point you make there because this year, Marble went back to doing their annual Imperial Stout and Barley Wine releases in, in 660, 660 mil bottles. bottles. Also. Because that was based on the feedback that they received the previous year that 330 mil wasn't enough. There's your answer. Listen to what people want. When it comes to beer, listen to what people want. Don't just go off and do because you think it's what's fashionable. Go If someone says, I don't want to drink a 440ml of Imperial Stout, I don't want to drink a 500 of... I'd rather have this. Listen to what your... The, we're the guys that buy your beer. You know, that's the end of the day. We, we buy your beer. And it, sometimes I look at something and I go, I'm not going to buy that because it's, it's a 500ml, it's a 12% stout. No. So just as a question, did they not put any of their drinks in 330s then? The Who? decadence range? No, not this year. No. So just six sixty bottles. So the six sixty barley wine that we shared when yeah. we were up there. Which was interesting because now if you look at that in the last three years, um so in twenty seventeen they were four forty mil cans. Yeah. In twenty eighteen they were three thirty yeah. mil cans. And then in twenty nineteen they're six sixty mil bottles. Is that because they've learnt that you shouldn't put a barley wine in a can? Who knows? Because I've not drunk their barley wines from a can because I'm aging them to to see how they go. Uh, I have. I would. I would. I would say that barley wines are suited to glassware kept away. Yeah. In a can, and uh, we did the same thing, didn't we? We had the. It was a coincidence when I said to you, "I've just had a can of the." Buxton Rain Shadow, yeah, 2018, and I said to you, it's the only can I've ever aged. I think that came from the cellaring show, and I said it just didn't. For me, it just didn't taste. But for me, it worked really well. But for you, it worked really well. Yeah. So again, there's either difference in palettes or batches of beer or whatever, but maybe perception. Yeah, possible. Yeah. What expectations? Perception, expectation. Yeah. We we all want to have different starting points. Only yeah. time will tell with that, yeah. up, won't they? Exactly. Like, like they have done with all of these beers tonight. Exactly. Yeah. No, we've we've no idea how any of these beers are, are going to have aged and are going to have changed over time. And we're now on to our final beer of of, of the show. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Fuller's Vintage Ale, donated to us by listener David Della. Thank you very much. Thank David. you very much, David. And and sent this beer to us. So thank you for this. Uh, this is where it all started for the podcast in, in 2012. So this is this has been the start of the end of the journey. Well, here's to uh, Steve and Mark. Oh, cheers. Here's and, to Steve and Mark. And well, here's to you and I, mate, as well, and, and, and going forward from this point. And if I can just say on behalf of all the listeners, um, 
just carry on doing what you're doing, guys. We love your show. Um, we love the banter between the pair of you. We love the the the, the talk, everything that you do. Um, keep your opinions going. And here's to the next 100 shows. Thanks, thank Rich. you very much. Thank you, Rich. Yeah, I'll, I'll raise and, another and, glass. And, there. and cheers. Thank you. Cheers. For cheers. Inviting me along. Yeah. Today as well. No. And and as always, for our listeners, if you've enjoyed what you've heard in this show, or well, even if you haven't, <laughs> or even if you haven't, and you want to get involved, sorry guys, <laughs> use the hashtag opinions, and you may very well feature in this next part of the show. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know your thoughts. A bit of a Write it down. From Will Watkins at Dry Your Beers. He said, after years of brewing and indulgence, I thought I was a beer geek before I discovered this show 12 months ago. But after catching up on 100 engaging episodes, I now realise I was merely at the tip of one bloody big iceberg. (laughs) Thanks for the hours and hours of entertainment and such professionally produced content. So much so... I'll forget Martin. Oh, sorry, I'll forgive Martin <laughs> for his outrageous cheating on Desert Island. <laughs> oh, I'm you loving did, the first version of that. You did. You did cheat a little bit on that, didn't you? I didn't you? cheat. There's, 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 there's been a lot of feedback that you did. It stretched the boundaries of. I what would was like to say, I'm artistic say the boundaries. The yeah. boundaries were. Uh, what, what do you mean, forget? Well, he's. he's you mean forgive, don't you? Uh, uh, okay. Forgive I, I, or I, forget. All that to one side. I'd just like to say at this point, thank you very much, Will. That's uh, your words are very appreciated in, in in terms of what you've said there about the engaging content and the way we produce stuff. Um, we we just we we enjoy what we do, and we're we're glad glad the way things come. Yeah, out and because um, you're a fairly recent listener as well, so thank you very much. And again, thank you very much for sending those beers through. Uh, mid last year, yeah, we definitely enjoyed all of them, and you know, p- potential beer of the year came out as well. Indeed. So the next one is from somebody you might have heard of before. This is from Paul at UNRCD. Nope. No, no, former number one fan. Former, <laughs> former number one fan, Stephen Martin. I wanted to thank you for creating the Opinions Community. Your podcast has been the leader in British podcasts. And without it, I'm sure some of the other great podcasts would never have happened. The polls are always interesting, and it's great reading all the great comments. Finally, I've only been to two of the Crimbo Crawls, but it's a great time to see like-minded people take time to meet up and share a beer. Once again, congratulations on reaching 100, and I hope there are plenty more to come. Well, hopefully there will be plenty more to come. I think so. Um, and thank you, Paul. And it's been a pleasure meeting you and Una at the Crimbo Hall Bristol and the Crimbo Hall Manchester as well. Yeah. Um, and like I said earlier, and I'm only going to reiterate myself, that's the, one of the best bits is meeting people who listen to the show and interact with us. So, yep. again, thank you very much. And for I, I have to say, it was, it was great to meet Paul when he came down here. He, 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 he sort of travelled all the way down here to go... He came, came all the way to Colchester yeah, to, to, to go to Chelmsford. Just to go to Chelmsford, yeah. which is, if people know, is the wrong way to go. Yeah, yeah. But I'd, I'd like to just say thanks to Paul there again. Thank you very much for those kind words. Yeah. It's uh, sometimes people can be really, really kind and really, really cruel with, with words. And when we hear nice words about what we do as a hobby, still, it means a lot. Yeah, definitely. 
See, the next one is from uh, current number one fan, Sean O'Reilly, at Uncrulier. Now, he, he opened this up with, Hi, Rich. Life suddenly got busy. Anyway, here's my message. Now, I don't know whether he means that because he's become number one fan, that he's, life has suddenly got busy. He's been asked to open he, supermarkets. Yeah. He's had to go to different pubs. We've never been asked to do that. But, but he, he basically said, Congratulations, Stephen Martin, on reaching Opinions 100. Along the way, you've given me many hours of entertainment, but more importantly, opened the door to a wonderful beer community. The Fuller's Vintage Vertical Tasting was first talked about back on the original Beer O'Clock show with Mark. I'm looking no. For... Really? Apparently so. Now, you can't... You I'm can't, not going to argue with him. You can't... No, no, I'm not, I'm not questioning official... it. I'm just shocked he, he He must have... Maybe wow. he'll mention which show it was. And we can have a look back. So it's pre-summer 2016. So he said he, he he followed it on by with, I'm looking forward to hearing it, but I'm also wondering what you will come up with for your next big milestone, the 10th anniversary in two years' time. We've already thought about that. <laughs> we, we have. Um, for, for me personally, it's it's interesting because the, the, the 10th anniversary of the show coincides with my 50th birthday year so i've i've already spoke about doing like a 50 beers 50 for 50 beers. years and and i'm not sure if, if i can get to the 50 beers whether we do those on shows in the run-up to or as a result of my 50th birthday so th- there will be some sort of thing that i'll come up with i'll, I'll suddenly have it at three o'clock in some random morning <laughs> while I wake up and I'll be like, I have to tell the world about this. Which means um, I'll get a WhatsApp message at five past three in the morning. He'll, yeah, he'll yeah, text yeah. you. And, um, yeah. But um, it's probably fair to say that, I mean, the the, the, the 10th anniversary milestone is, is a big one for me. Maybe less so for Martin. Maybe less so for but me, but it'll be a You fifth. still would have been six years for yeah, you. Yeah, six years, so... Um, and and that's probably the milestone to aim for is what so, we're going to do for ten years of the show. So we could have another ten year celebration when it's your ten years. Let's get to Steve's <laughs> ten years first. Martin was fifty last year, yeah. so it doesn't. Oh well, yeah, okay. What? So on on that, um, thank you everybody that sent me messages, um, direct messages, and, and bits and pieces. Just loads and loads of kind words for the guys. Um, and there's been a few that have sent kind words. I was going to say a few less kind words coming yeah. up next. Here's, here's, here's the shit. <laughs> here's, 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 what people, here's what people really th- no. Here's a, here's a few. Here's a few questions. Oh, oh. So, uh, Mr. WP at White Hart Lane has said, "Hi, Rich. A few questions for the Beery Boys on the hundredth. So, favorite recording location." Most surprising beer, best worst favourite poll, and has it surpassed what you expected the show to do? So let's take the. Can the I take? Can I? Can you ask the last question again? So, has has opinions or the beer o'clock show surpassed what you expected the show to do? Massively. Never expected it to. Uh carry on for three and a half years when I joined having joined after Stephen Mark built up such a community didn't think it would then go to a bi-weekly 
two hour average almost yeah. show getting the chance to meet various people people engage with us on Twitter people we've never met before and then go to the, some really nice places whether that be under our own steam under our own purse or very kindly from other people never expected any of that so if you'd said to me when Steve first asked me back in the summer of 2016 about coming on after Mark would you be sitting here in 2020 having a conversation about it the answer would have been no so yeah definitely exceeded all my expectations I, I, I think mine too actually because when well, obviously having done it for four years with with Mark and then bringing on a, a new co-host I I was beginning to get the feel that in, in that last year of that the show as it was that it was ready to change and it was ready to become something else and and and, and there was something that felt as though it was being it was holding back from that and I, and I think in hindsight that that was mark and I think it was like he was getting to the end of his journey and he didn't want to want to take it to the next step and so obviously Martin coming on board allowed us to just almost hit the reset button in terms of, of, of what we did and we spoke about it earlier in terms of changing the focus of the show mm. from being beer reviews to being discussion and the beer's still there but it's there in the background and the discussion is the foremost and it turns out actually that's what people really enjoy is, is it people enjoy Martin and I just, just chatting about stuff and, and that, that surprises me it, because we're just talking about something that we're both passionate about yeah we're just chatting and, and people listen to that and people engage with it and yeah, it's it surprised me that you know come this summer, so, so to come July twenty twenty, I would have been doing this for as long with Martin as I had been doing it with Mark previously. So I I, I think and I think we've still got some way to go with yeah. this. I think we've still got content. I think we've still got a bit of a journey that that we need to cover and things that we want to do. And I, I you know I, I I still know have no intention of finishing anytime soon sorry everyone yeah yeah, yeah. I, I would just like to add you've you've evolved it from a personal journey to a worldwide journey i think that that's how the beer the beer clock show has evolved it's evolved from one person's beer journey to now you talk to i mean worldwide's a bit i think have you gone denmark or you know. Well, we're talking to various people in various places. But so. yeah. you, you've gone. You're, you're, you're open to everybody. Yeah. So, um, so, so what about so favourite recording location? I mean, you've 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 been in a few. Well, we started off recording at your place in Whitham. My old place, and then, then we my place in Colchester. Your place, and then we did Shenfield. Your liquid, liquid yeah. for a while. Your new place, and we've done other other places in between. I think in terms of a home location, like a, yeah. a, a normal studio, what's worked really well for us has been your place. Yeah. You, your kitchen setup works really well. With the breakfast bar. In, in terms of recording. It's, uh, we're able to close it off, shut, shut it down to the rest of the family, yeah. and also it's handy with respect to our, very, our respective work lives as well. So <clears throat> that's felt the most natural place to record. Yeah. And the setup for the microphone everything else just works really well so that's been a very natural feel to where we record so I would say the the current location is optimum for us at the moment I'd, I'd say so works yeah. well yeah. yeah okay so from Mersey Craft Beer Social at Beer Merseyside 
He's, he, he started it with Hey Rich, but let's let's change it to Hey You Two. Question for the lads. Opinions one hundred. If you, <laughs> I've made a little note on the side of this one. Okay. If you manage the Victoria Inn, what changes would you make and why? <laughs> Steve, would you like to go first? Um, I've no words. I, I wouldn't make any changes. Um, there's a reason why I've been coming to the Victorian as my local since about 2011, 2012. It's um, not your local anymore. Just pointing that out. Can't believe you said that in the background. Uh, it's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> no those, fighting, you two. There will, no, there will not be one opinions of 101. Yeah, for those of us who wanted a uh, 10 year anniversary. Um, no, because I think anything, it's like anything. If you find something you like, why would you want to change aspects of it and say, well, maybe I want to change it? Because then you might take something away that you didn't even know was there. So for me, I would leave the Viking exactly as it is and change nothing about it. Uh, I think it needs a couple more keg taps. That's, that's just my opinion. And that's just because obviously that's my preferred style of beer. I also think... The, the, the dark beer keg tap is far too cold <laughs> and, it, and it needs to be brought up a, a, a degree or two um, because the beer is too cold coming through that. We'll okay. get into that later because yeah. there's some beery science about it. Okay. okay, should we have that yeah. after the recording? Yeah, afterwards. Yeah. Okay. And finally from, oh, I love meeting this guy, um, discombobulated. Uh, <laughs> How many parts has this question got? <laughs> discombobulated. Um, a couple. <laughs> I'd like to say congratulations for making it to 100 shows. Beer is about community, and it's great to see an active and positive group centred around some weekly opinions. Here's to 100 more. And, or, if you're looking for a question, which ingredient, adjunct, yeast, or beer style that you've tried over the past 100 shows is your one universal Marmite, Tonka, Sriracha, Sour, New England, Smoke, or something else? Sriracha. Tonka. So quickly. <laughs> Straight away. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I think it's always easier to name the things you don't like. Just remember the ones the, the that thing you... Is that that's the thing that stopped me from going with Sriracha was... Because it's in Black Jet Was Heart. the fact that it's in Jet Black Heart yeah. by Brewdog, and I don't know it's in that beer. Well, I didn't know it was in that beer. And I love that beer. And, and you still I, can't pick it out. And, and I think clearly it's a hop that works differently whether it's in a dark or a light beer. Deface is a, is a, is a, is yeah. a good beer with sriracha in it as well. But for oh, me, it is for me Tonka is still the outlier on that one. I, but I, they, I could drink a New England IPA yeah. over a beer that's Tonka fueled. But Tonka and sriracha are, for me, at the same end of the spectrum anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're in right. the same, sort of, they give you a similar sort of characteristics. Well... They they were some of the some some of the many um, comments that, that I mean the Twitter feed is still going crazy today, um, and again I've said it and I'll say it again from from me from the Victoria Inn from everybody that listens to the Beer O'Clock Show everybody that gets involved in opinions everybody that goes to the Crimbo Crawl um, just thank you. You got you guys make the show because if it wasn't for you two, we wouldn't get involved. You know, um, just 
please keep doing what you're doing. And I said it earlier, here's to another hundred more shows. Be careful what you but, wish for, yeah, but I'll say cheers you, to it. I'll be be careful what you wish for. With my empty cheers. glass. Um, <laughs> cheers. But thank you very much for doing that, Rich. Thank you and, and very much for, inputting, yeah. for collating the responses from, from all the listeners. Um, Right, we're coming to the end of the, the range of beers. We're coming <laughs> to the end of the 2012. And people will be pleased to hear we're coming to the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 there's, there's another half hour to go. Um, first of all, final thoughts on the 2012. It's been a little bit smoother than 2013. Um, but on, on, on a whole, if I was to put it with, with the entire range that we've done tonight, I'd, I'd have to say that the older ones have been more of a challenge for me in terms of so when do we start older well because we were quite enthusiastic about 2014 possibly 2018 to 14 is is where it's hit its peak for me that the outliers are are either side of that so fresh needs a bit of work fresh needs a bit of work 15 that that spiciness in that 15 made it a little bit did the 15 feel like it was older than in yes looking back so yeah. I think the 14 felt a bit fresher than 15 yeah yeah so 15 the the, the 14 and certainly those last two the, the last two have been a bit more of a struggle I've, I've, I've got yeah. to admit that the, the 13 and the 12 have been quite difficult to drink because they've been that they've been a, a, a little bit unbalanced they've been a little bit boozy they felt they felt older yeah, yeah. They, just for one of a better phrase older. yeah I felt older I would agree I think 18 and 14 have been the two standouts 19 there's still time. Yeah. Um, Fifteen feels a bit mustier. Yeah. But it feels in the musty range with thirteen and twelve, and this is what I'm now feeling. I'm starting to feel. We're now starting to feel cellar. Yeah. Fourteen was. For me. Fourteen was excellent. Fourteen, 14 for me was excellent. Was I'm, 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 yeah. Fourteen was great. Just still eighteen. Eighteen. I don't know whether. For me I don't amazing. know whether fourteen was was better because fifteen. I think 15 for me was a little bit of a letdown and we'd had a couple of good ones and then there was uh, not uh, they're all good beers but there was one and then and then 14 came in it was like oh that's more that's what I want out of yeah 14 if someone said oh I've got a second bottle we would have gone oh yes oh yes please bring it on share it around yeah Um, so but it's been a good way of doing it and it's been great doing it side by side and also doing it the way that Jezza had suggested us with the steel yeah, net. Yeah, going back. Going back. Yeah. It's been an interesting journey going back in time rather than starting on 12 yeah. and going up to 19. Much like our own journey. Yes. With, with the podcast. Let, yes. Let, let, let it be said. You know, we started off with, it was a transitional period from what was there before. We we went through that and, and we've kind of made this thing our own and we'll, we'll continue to do that going forward. So we've got some exciting stuff coming up. Yeah, in, in this next year. We've got a few plans, we've got a few things, but there's nothing we're ready to share just yet. No, There's no, a few things we're, which we're, still we're working on. Things, so you're going to have to tune in to Opinions 101 yeah. to hear what's coming next. Um, but, as always, we'd encourage you to always get involved. Use the hashtag Opinions. Keep talking to us on social media. Keep talking to yeah. us on Twitter, particularly. Especially, the other two don't work yeah. for us. Twitter is, they're, our, they're, they're is, our, is our thing. That's the one where... We're on it a lot quicker that way as well. Yeah. But also, anything you've heard over the last five days on this show, 
Uh, please get, I thought get you said five hours. It's not quite five hours. It's not yeah. five hours, it's definitely five days um, yeah. of this show. Then, you know, get get back to us, refresh our memories about something, keep the conversation going, because we're not recording again for a few weeks now. Yeah. So Feedback. please please come back yeah. to us and, we'll, we'll, you know, you'll get a shout out. Yeah. And thanks to every single one of you for, for getting involved today. Thanks to Rich for yeah. being Thank our guest host and for hosting... The, the, the podcast at the Vic and for bringing as, cheese as, as well, and for bringing <laughs> cheese you're very welcome gentlemen um, and yes please keep getting involved because again I've said it once tonight but I will continue to say it With, without you folks we are nothing without your input into the show it makes it very dif- difficult for us to put out for definitely content and I think so, that's how we finish on that note cheers everyone cheers cheers, cheers.